Hey, y'all. Scotty Real. And the dude here. And we just want to shout out to our crew of listeners, growers, cannabis professionals, and recreational tokers. Otherwise known as the Dude Grows Crew. Who every week come through solid and donate their hard-earned money to produce this show. It's the support from our listeners that directly produces the Dude Grow Show and keeps the unbiased grow knowledge pumping out week after week after week, guys. You are the DGC, and there's strength in numbers. So please show us some love and help produce the next show by going to dudegrows.com and making a small donation. Respect. Come on, brother. Let's get high and start the show. Yeah. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up, guys? Dude Grow Show 46. Is that right, Mr. Real? 46? 46, man. 46. Yeah, baby. Awesome, guys. If you don't know, Dude Grow Show coming out of Denver, Colorado, mile high here, bringing you the, the Grow Your Own Cannabis podcast with a little bit of news, cultivation, entertainment. What else is in there, Scotty? Man, I don't know. We do smoke some weed sometimes, man. That's right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> That's pretty important. I guess Talk I'm about gonna... smoking weed, it's growing working. trees. It's working. Um, yeah, guys, uh, hang out today. little preview. What do we got going on? We're going to do, of course, what's growing on coming up. Uh, we're going to do what's going on in our grows. So those are Hell two different yeah, things. man. I got some good shit going on in my grow. I actually, I'm, I, I do as well. I'm pretty excited to give an outdoor update for sure. It's getting a little crazy out there with lights, extension cords, people poly, jumping fences, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> no, nobody's jumping fences. Not in your neighborhood, man. But I'm getting all sorts of crazy. Now, now's the time when everybody's really got to keep an eye on their buds, man. Yeah, know? and here in Colorado, I mean, it's getting down to freezing at night. So if you're just outside in the raw, I'll say it's you're probably done. So regardless. Uh, yeah, like I said, what's growing on is coming up, hanging out here, way to grow today. We're going to feature a pretty sick product, product of the show. What, what, what do you tell them, Scotty? We're going to talk about the Twister T4, man, which just saved me about a week of my life, man. I owe Roger from Mile High Grass Trimming about a week, man. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, you can call him a lifesaver, but I'll call him a week saver, man. I'm excited know? to learn about that. I've never used Shit. a machine yet. Oh, actually, I've used a little handheld, like, uh, I don't know twirly things or yeah calling it a machine almost does an injustice man you know we should call it the magic machine man <laughs> the thing was awesome dude the magic machine t4 in the house man it's a, it costs as much as my car and i'm considering getting one that's how good it is <laughs> man all right i saw the price on that it costs more than any car i've bought i think but nice. we'll double check uh, but I, I have pretty, uh, pretty affordable cars. Is that the right word? Affordable? Absolutely. 
what are we smoking? I actually, that'll be good. I'm pretty excited. Got some solventless hash. Did some work with Dr. J. Man, the- I've been trying my best to build up an immunity to that LSD you gave me, man. Hell yeah. yeah. I like it. Is it working? Are you immune? No. <laughs> no, it's been walking around really stoned the past week, though, man. See, what it is with immunity, I think, is uh, you can keep getting really high with a certain strain in your, your own house, sitting in front of your computer. You just got to do different shit. Yep. Get really high again, and then, like, I don't know, go out and hang out in the library. <laughs> it's fucking hard to get really high while sitting around watching TV, man, because the TV just ain't that exciting, man. There ain't that much stimulus to, to make you trip out on, you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, I don't know. Should we take a quick break here? Let's take a really quick break. Cause I, I can't gotta get a feel my more. weed. It'll be short. A little higher. We're, sh- we're going to be shorting these breaks up. People are like, we want to hear, we want to hear more grow talk unless, I guess they're saying less King marijuana, but. Hey, what's up? Mendo dope. I, I jammed out a Mendo dope last episode. I really dug it, man. Oh yeah. We're going to be that getting some new Mendo. Mendo dope does rock. Yeah. So. He sent me a bunch of CDs for the swag bag, by the way. And he's straight out of the Emerald Triangle, right? Absolutely. Cool. He's a he's a white a white rapper hanging out out there. I only clarify that because I heard it. I don't know if it was in the comments or an email, Scotty. Somebody thought you were black, and I was like, just knowing somebody their whole life, it's like I've done that on radio before, where I've listened to people. I'm like, you you, you paint this picture of them visually in your head, and you're like, this guy has to look like this, and then you meet him at a convention or something, and it totally throws you off. I'm six foot seven, black, big afro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm don't, take, be, don't be afraid to come up and say hello. I'm gonna take your absolutely. <laughs> All right. That's actually a Sylvester Stallone imitation, is what absolutely. Oh, okay. Is. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back, dude. Grow show coming at you. All right. Hey, y'all. It's Scotty Real here talking about recharge. And if you don't know, recharge is my shotgun blast of organic goodness that takes the guesswork out of growing great herb. What makes Recharge unlike any other product in the store is my soil biology. Each gram of Recharge has over 400 million CFU of living soil bacteria that act like billions of tiny little stomachs, voraciously eating and delivering nutrients to the plant, all nicely wrapped up in this delicious organic package. The results are serious dank flavor and crazy strong and vigorous plants. And if you don't believe me, just ask Courtney. Doing this talk with this brother, yeah, is just highlighting the good essence of Recharge. Now that's what I'm saying. So go on over to realgrowers.com and check out Recharge. You'll be glad you did. What's in that weed we smoke? Something to the roach ain't leaving nothing Roll another, keep it coming Don't know what you got in yours I could tell you what's in mine Cinderella 99 Hindu cushion cherry pie What you used to grow it with that mocha guano Organic indica sativa OG Tahoe I was burning when I smelled the smoke From someone else's blunt Said what is in that stuff you puffing on Reminds me of a skunk 
was smoking Indo, she was smoking out. And if there's brown weed in they blunt, we must be in the drought. Cause only the highest grade we blaze. Got enough weed to last for days. And whatever was in that back would got my mind in a purple haze. What's in that weed we smoking? Man, what what we smoking? What are we smoking, Mr. Reels? I'm smoking a lot. I'm smoking. Can I take it away? Yeah, please do, man, because I'm boring as hell, I'm going to call man. it what I'm not smoking. I mean, sometimes I just realize heading in today, um, enjoying some of the, the LSD strain, and then this morning when I was doing my exercises on the Indo board, I was smoking a hell of a lot of Island Sweet Skunk. So I got two down, and then I topped both those bowls with some solventless hash that me and Dr. J whipped up. So Hell yeah. If y'all don't know who Dr. J is, he's a listener of the show, and yeah, sometimes our local listeners just come and hang out and make hash and do whatever, you know, have fun. But uh, I tell you, that I haven't had really good hash in a while, and topping bowls with it is fabulous. And this is really... It's got the good moisture to it. I mean, we tested, um, and I, I made seven different videos on this that'll be up at dudegrows.com on, in the hash making section. Nice. And uh, basically, there was all grades. The, the finest grade was literally what you'd call the, the dabbable. Like, you'd, we tested, you'd light it in a bowl, and it'd start to do the sizzle bubble. Really nice. nice melt. Full melt bra. Yeah, it was really it was sweet. And then the rest of it uh, was of a very high quality as well. Uh, we used a five-bag set and got different grades out of it. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I, I miss the taste. That's the main thing with hash. and I miss uh, having it is the taste it adds to stuff. It's yeah. Chocolatey. I don't even know what to call it. It's its own unique thing, but it's damn good. Yeah, I mean, extracts have that same essence, but they're all, it's almost too powerful, you know, where it, it a good bubble hash it just it's like nice and chewy or you know whatever I, I don't know man it looks like a like a starburst almost you know it's got that kind of uh consistency you can just rip a piece off throw it in your pocket and i mean the shit is amazing man it just well, yeah. melts down to nothing i put it i try to always simplify things so it's like here let me give you something that is good for it you know in in my view and, and in science's view also in the right science that's good for your body <laughs> the science we like the good for your your endocannabinoid if i said that right it doesn't matter people love it when I, you don't i got it <laughs> your body's weed acceptors um it's a good thing man i damn well believe it is uh, a cancer preventative and not necessarily a full-on cure it can be but it's it's about preventing things in life, not waiting until you get the shit and then trying to fill it out, figure it out fully. Uh, so, do you want that to be dissolved or derived from a process using ice and water, butane, propane, CO two? CO two, I guess, is pretty harmless. Uh, do you have an all of the above category? Yeah, that sounds like it'd get me really fucking high. <laughs> Real fucking high. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just for me. I need ice and water in a bubble bag set. Preferably the all mesh ones, the hey. dude sells, but they and that's it. You get great end product, no residuals, no need to test for residuals or even worry about any of that shit. But even so, I've made my own uh, bubble hash for years and years, and mm. when you have nothing else and you just make bubble hash off trim, dude, nothing's made me cough more than that, man. As far as like, I'm like oh, I got to take a break, man. Choke, you know, like you can mm. tell you have a hash cough, man. So as much as that shit is, you know. Whatever God's gift to cancer, man. <laughs> I don't still know. Fuck your lungs up if you smoke it all day long. Man. I, I think that's still debatable. I ran into somebody the other day that was uh, in the industry, and they said, "said Yo, what's up, man? You still I haven't seen him in a long time. 
you still enjoying the herb, man? You know, he's like, yeah, I don't. He's like, I'm not smoking it. I'm like, really? Are you in the? Uh, are you on the? Con- you're in the concentrate kick, then, man. It's your thing. He's like, not really. I just don't want lung cancer, and I still don't believe that. I mean, granted, I, it's I, a carcinogen, but back in the day, they'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll dude will find a study. I'm pretty sure that in Jamaica, people are smoking the kind butt all day long, sure, and they don't have any fucking lung cancer going sure. on. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm sure they have lung cancer just like <laughs> everywhere else in the world. But not, okay, but not accelerated. Yeah, from cigarettes. All right. <laughs> I couldn't be surprised if you went to the doctor after smoking dabs for years, and the doctor goes, "Hey, man, your lungs are pretty fucked up." <laughs> you know what I mean? I just couldn't be. Really, was it the butane? Was it the you know? See, you're gonna have to eat some of the dude's pecan bars. Yeah, no, I'm down. I'm down. No thanks. I'll stay high. <laughs> but I don't know. In, in the end of it, it's just. Yeah, I don't. I'm not down with the solvents. Go back to the you know the easy. It, dry ice is is pretty decent too, depending on what you're trying to use it for. I like the dry ice extraction extraction in the mesh bags because it's easy and it's good to make butter with. It's not as nearly as entertaining topping bowls with the keef you get off with dry ice. It doesn't have nearly as much character. The, the keef does not have any kind of good taste to it, in my opinion. I'm not, I'm not a keef fan yeah, at all. I mean, it works, but uh, I'd, I'd rather use that in cooking. And if you don't know that process, it's super easy. Uh, yeah, it's just dry ice extraction. Check it out. You'll find a video and uh, hook it up. Uh, what else am I smoking, man? Damn, I'm still not. I'll, I'll end by saying I'm still not smoking out of a bong because I'll have to. I went over to my neighbor's house the other day and he had a new bong. My favorite kind where you get to put the ice in it and everything and get that nice cool hit that'll make yeah, you cough heavy man. but not burn your Did throat it have off. Tree perks, man. So I got to get a bong in my arsenal again, which really isn't an arsenal because I got a one hitter and a bowl. Oh, my volcano though brings up the level a little bit. Hell yeah. Did I, <laughs> you ever seen that commercial that's on TV where the guy has that waterproof stuff that comes in a can and he sprays it? He sprays it on the screen door and he sprays it all. I don't know. Is it like a scene on TV oh, like yeah. product? What oh, does yeah. it do? It's just like some rubber in a can. You know, he takes like the, the boat out of his. He takes like a boat and cuts the bottom out of it, <laughs> puts a screen Makes door everything on perfect. There and then rubberizes it. Yeah. But I have this bong that has a hairline crack and I'll forget about it. I won't use it for years and i'll be like oh a bong i'll fill it up and then it'll just leak out again man Ooh, you're yeah, gonna rubberize it i'm gonna rubberize <laughs> that bitch man absolutely hell yeah either that or buy a new one well what <laughs> what have you been smoking to make you think like that man i've been smoking your shit man the shit your brother gave you i like it the lsd <laughs> the still lsd huh? man with a little island sweet for a daytime buzz but that uh that lsd is powerful man and it's just got to be so loaded with resin because the joints. I mean, I've had three session joints, man, where I'll be like, dude, I ain't fucking finishing this I thing. told you that shit likes to, one of its attributes is it likes to stay on fire. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. You put that bitch down for two minutes. Be like, all right, I'll, all right, that's a session, right? If you put the joint down for two minutes and you pick it back up again, that's a separate session. No? Yeah, yeah. The resin, actually, <laughs> I was finding and it was catching the bowls on fire for a minute. Like, you'd have it keep going, like a little citronella can. We'll call it a hemp candle, THC oh, candle. man. And that shit was confusing. I mean, I'd pass that one, you know, regular-sized joint around five people, and, you know, they couldn't couldn't finish it. 
wouldn't Perfect. finish it. Yeah, it's freaking amazing, man. That's the kind of herb I like. Definitely. I didn't find that to put me on my ass in a uh, negative paranoid or like I need to sit on the couch kind of way. I was just pretty mm. damn stoned. Yeah. Yeah, I so, like it, man. The more's coming. More's up and coming, man. A new strain that should be finished out soon, Cherry Bomb. I don't know a lot about it, but she's growing Cherry Bomb buds, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got some flow coming. That's one thing as a grower, it's, it's tricky to do, but it's really nice to keep the uh, variety, the candy shop open, so... You can get tired of the same thing, and if you don't, especially if you don't have your little network of people that you can trade herb with to get, you know, different strains and try different herb. Right. Because I usually like to have at least four options when I go into my smoke area. Yeah, man. Absolutely. You got to have your daytime bud, man. You got to have your uh, your early evening bud. Yes. Your bud for work. Yes. And, yes, all <laughs> kinds, man. All kinds of buds. A bud know? for calling the family. Your sex bud, you know. Let's Ooh. go there. We talked about it on the other show. I didn't. I still have not had time to get the uh, infused intimate oil to try, guys. Oh, so, man. You know, one time Scotty's was... a little creeped out here, but <laughs> we're going to get sponsored, man. But that's the one product, Scotty, where I'm allowed to sponsor us, okay? <laughs> Good, man. You enjoy that, man. I remember reading about this weed called Santa Maria, and it was uh, supposedly like it hasn't had an aphrodisiac quality. Pretty pretty interesting way to market a, a strain of weed, no? I don't know. Do they, it's weird. Like I didn't know that would be good marketing. Do they use that in any other markets? Uh, got me, man. <laughs> Sex for marketing? Me. No. <laughs> right? Not at all. Yes. All right. Well, that was that was good. What what we've been smoking this week? Uh, Nothing too exciting this week, man. We promise, man. Once the dude harvest, man, we'll have lots of good new strains to check out. Definitely. Well, I think we have uh, time for strictly a. Uh, Bong alert. I'm a, let's do a bong alert, man. 30-second bong alert, guys, coming at you right here. And uh, that way we can uh, yeah, try and find a bong real quick. And then we got, what, at least an hour of Grow Talk minimum coming yeah, up. Yeah, man. Coming up. Grow Talk. I mean, the whole rest of the show. So if you didn't know, that's how it rolls. And, uh, yeah, what's going on in our grows as well. So thanks for hanging in, and we'll be right back. Let's go smoke a couple of bong hits, man. A couple of dozen. A couple of... <laughs> Man, this day without owning one, I can only get away with, like, one real good one, and I'm good. But (laughs) I got to go get one so my tolerance is back up. Come on, come on. Get my lungs healthy. This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. This is only a test. This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. The bong hitters in your area and voluntary defiance of federal, state, and local authorities have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of a bong hit emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by official supply information, police scanner news, and emergency bong hitting instructions. This concludes this test of the emergency bong hit system. Yo, why don't you go get that good shit? You know, that shit that your brother gave you. That good shit. Yeah, that's the shit. Right here.
What's up, guys? We're back. Dude Grow Show. What's growing on? And uh, I don't know, man. What do you got growing on there, Scotty? Oh, man. I've been uh, actually... Ain't even been doing a ton of work in the garden this week, man. I've been sitting there on the goddamn PC this week. Dude, I hate the ebb and flow. I love using that gardening term, though. Of uh, the ebb and flow table of life when, yeah, like your gardening can just not ask for a lot for a week. And then it's like, you know, right now with the outdoor weather in Colorado, I'm being pulled like every direction to try and keep the outdoor environment proper. Fight, fight winter. See if I can push it back longer. And uh, yeah, but then, like you said, Got a lot of other things going on, so let's bring it right into what we got going on. Some major changes coming up on the Dude Grow Show for for the better, for the good. We're gonna relaunch. We call it a relaunch. relaunch yeah, man. We've been, well, we've been sending everybody everywhere, man. Go to YouTube. Go to Four Twenty Grow Lab and Real Growers and Dude Grows. So we just built a new site over at RealGrowers.com. Ugh, there you go. We See, just, <laughs> you're, even you're confused with it. Here, I'll, I'll cut that out. Though we just built a new site over at DudeGrows.com, and we just putting everything there. I'm just loading everything there. We got a blog there. I'm gonna start, you know, putting all my content on. Yeah, but, guys, there's gonna be all the videos. So when yep. I'm saying go to the dude's YouTube channel, you can just go to DudeGrows.com. We're gonna have the Dude TV over there kicking, uh, as well as all the podcasts, of course. Growers blog for you guys to BS. I've never been much of a blogger, but I think it's just because they named it wrong. Like you know, blog. Man, Why is it blog? We're getting so many questions that are cool, man. So just like we like to answer them in this arena, the ones that we can't answer on the air, we should just answer over there, man. Throw that information up so people can see it. Yeah, definitely agree with that. And having, uh, yeah, just a place for everybody to come hang. And that being said, we're also going to try to take, I'd like to say dudegrows.com's like in its early vegetative stage right now. Yeah, man. Because when you see it, you'll see right now it's it's very simple, but it's it's going to go a lot further here. As you guys know, we've talked about we want to get the video show up for you. You guys can all we want you all to see what we're talking about. I mean, we're sitting here in a store, way to grow, showing the love with thousands of products right outside our studio as well as just being able to have some people like to just sit down and have a visual you know look at how pretty we are maybe you know i don't know <laughs> speak for yourself brother <laughs> but hey, look uh, how white he is man yeah doing those things we actually have some staff now guys you know we got a couple emails even just last show our listeners help keeping us in check hey we think your levels are a little low here we appreciate that we need that but we got uh what do we got we got is, is emily the production assistant there you go man what we're doing we're trying to you know the worst thing that people would say to us is we love the show man but dude what's up with two weeks between shows shit like that man and that's because we're doing everything ourselves aside from harvesting and <laughs> yeah aside from being a grower yeah being a legit grower man trying trying to run this operation is a little bit difficult man so we're bringing in some help and we're gonna actually bring it up to a professional level we'll say man so that would be the uh scott was scott, scotty was kind of motivated another podcast out there just to give a shout out the um no agenda yes. show man that show rocks man that's where i get my news from i mean they're at 650 episodes we're never gonna stop here uh and they're a donation based platform and that's what we're going for and it's not this just a donation to it's value for value mofo yeah you could give a penny you could give whatever you want or you could just tell your friend about the dude grow show but the more that we can get going the better the content is going to be coming at you quicker, 
perfect audio levels and uh, all kinds of stuff. So we definitely have upgrades here that need to happen. We have our base studio equipment we need, but we need video equipment and all that jazz. And if you donate to the Dude Grows show, become part of the, as we're going to call it, the DGC crew, then uh, we're doing we're giving good shit away every single month. Yeah, we're freaking loaded, man. We've been getting goodies from these companies for the past year now. And I don't know about you, man, but I don't think I can stack any more can fans in my garage man. no we got yeah we got can fans by the way can fan i have room for more please send more <laughs> hortolux uh can of nutrients companies that have been out there that are staples in the industry grow that, more i got cases of grow more that jacob yes. has sent us man Get and this is the type stuff, of man. The, the the brands that have been in my garden before i even knew what a podcast was so and that's the other thing with the show man we don't want to be bought we don't want to be sponsored. We want to talk about what we want to talk about. We don't want to lose our voice on products. I've definitely know some other shows out there, depending on, you know, who's who's hooking them up the most or saying their nutrients are the best or paying them. That's that's the ones that work. Yeah, now, we, don't get me wrong. I ain't above sugarcoating shit to get the rep <laughs> to sit down with us, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a friendly interviewer. That's for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, just just think about that, guys. When you uh, if you have an area to uh to help out it's all over at dude grows we don't want to keep harping at you guys but you will hear some new uh you know listener supported messages that we're looking at i I don't want to call anything on the show commercials it just sounds bad to me no well commercials it ain't outside man we keeping it all in house homie yeah exactly i mean you could could even look at it as, as simple as why the hell i don't really ever have anything to do with politics except amendment 64 I mean, when you got a lobbyist, when people are paying you, you have to go in a certain direction. And we're not. We're going to go in the direction of our listeners and the direction of the industry and what's working. We're trying to teach people how to grow this plant without a bunch of hype. I mean, don't get me wrong. We love to get into tricantanol and, uh, you know, all these deep uh, ingredients, we'll say. But the truth is, man, you should be able to grow weed right outside your, you know, right outside in in a bucket. Super simple, man. And, And we're all for promoting that. And a Dude, lot of pe- a lot of people don't want to promote that. A lot of people want to overcomplicate it so they can sell you the solution. Full on. You definitely don't have to overcomplicate it. We've had requests, actually, Scotty, to do a little bit more of uh, newbie content. Something as simple as you know, understanding the difference of bloom and veg in a plant's life cycle. You know, and I totally agree. We got to go there. Emails are starting to come in a lot more from you guys, which we appreciate. So having you know help on board now is going to enable me and Scotty to get back to you guys quicker. Definitely don't want to have somebody that has a concern in the garden here from us two weeks later or whatever. So it's all in the good. It's going to improve the show. Uh, man, I think that'll wrap up the soapbox for a minute on the, the, the relaunch. Damn straight, homie. But if y'all can uh, donate $4.20, 420 Club, man, come on, man. Give us some love. Hell yeah. And it's all, guys, it's all through PayPal. Totally legit. Nothing plant specific on checkout or anything like that. It's just straight yeah. up. Uh, uh, real growers PayPal pay system that's been around forever. So no, it ain't real growers, man. It's the DGC, man. True, true. I after you, I just I, you know some people, Scotty, still live in those states where they just got to be on the down, down low. So I just want to make sure everyone understands that that that's how it rolls when you get all the way through the PayPal system. It's not like there's pot leaves there. Check out. I'll put it that way. <laughs> be a lot cooler if there <laughs> it was. Would, it would be. It would be. I'd be a lot cooler if I could like send people herb and shit for joining up. But that ain't happening yet. So, yet meaning until we get to that point on all levels. Anyway, guys, uh, we don't need to take a break, Scotty. Let's uh, come on, let's man, do it. We man. Don't, what do we got? Some we, good news. We want to talk about growing weed the most. So, uh, man, 
Let's go into, uh, should we go into some news or should we go into what, what's going on? We got so many emails from listeners on this show. We could probably make this, try and make this one of the longer shows with straight listener content. Love it, man. Love it. But let's just do a little news, man. I always love checking out what's going on in the weed news. What's going on in the weed news? Yeah, man, because it's, it's a lot of good news these days. We're fucking winning, God damn it. <laughs> Winning. Right. I got a couple. I got a couple in the weed news. One here uh, out in uh, out in. Th- I, I don't know. I I like covering these sometimes still, even though it's kind of a downer. Title: Three arrested in marijuana grow operation bust out in San Diego. Um, of course, it's sometimes it's fun to read these on how it's worded by the uh, reporter or the police. Hey, this is actually something good to bring to people's attention because we get calls and and emails from people all the time hey man i'm moving out and i'm gonna uh you know i'm gonna sit in a hundred lighter i'm going to be a trimmer for somebody you damn well better make sure that your shit's together man and your boss's paperwork's together this is going to be a perfect example of somebody's shit that's not together all right (laughs) so an elaborate marijuana grow operation busted by san diego police department in sorrento valley warehouse have no idea where sorrento valley is sounds lovely yes it does uh, they executed a search warrant, seized hundreds of plants, opium, mm. a, a several high-powered rifles and handguns, and thousands of dollars in cash. I mean, this seems a little atypical of a you know a weed grow, doesn't it, man? A little I, opium. Let's, yeah, let's leave the opium out, the rifles and handguns. Hey, do you have any opium or handguns? No, no, they're all to grow, man. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Uh, of course, a fan system, a lighting system, a very sophisticated watering system. Oh, I like that. Backup generator. It's always good when he can impress the cops, man. <laughs> They're in, they will call, though, a, a flood table an elaborate hydroponic growing oh, system. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude, it's two pieces of plastic and water. Yeah, every bust since, like, 2006 has been the most elaborate bust that the police have ever seen. Well, the owner, Mark, refused to comment, of course, for the story. Uh, one of his... Uh, Neighbors, this is like a warehouse space that has neighboring neighbors, said uh, when the officers came, the suspects were in the process of cultivating the marijuana when they made a bust. Three people were arrested, um, and they received, the police say, despite the effort to conceal the smell, they received several complaints. Now, when you get taken down at this level because of smell, you're not a pro. I mean, like, Uh -uh. what are you doing? No, but, you know, man, this industry, there is no... Remember Yair a couple weeks ago was talking about Master Grower, and he started laughing about it, man? Because what do you need to do to get into a warehouse? You need to talk a bunch of shit to some people with some money, man. That's about all you need to know how to do. I agree, but the the lack of... Let me go in a little more so you can see more. I'm coming from lack of effort here. Um, The neighbor, neighbor says he kept to himself, didn't smell marijuana so much, but he noticed that Gillingham was not discreet. In the last couple of months, he would constantly see people carrying bags out, although it was a T-shirt printing business, supposedly. Every once in a while, he'd see a few boxes come out with like a T-shirt hanging out or something. Right. But like for that size warehouse space, you have a truck like, backing <laughs> up to pick up T-shirts. You got a $3 million operation. You've done $800 in sales that month. But Yeah. But regardless, the neighbor still said they were kind of shocked. He said he was a perfect neighbor. He kept his eye on the place, and he keeps the property up very nicely. Yeah, for the most part, people don't give a shit. You know, it's a pain in the ass to run a commercial. Uh, here, put it this way. It's terrible when you have a big commercial building that you own, and you ain't getting paid for it. When that shit's sitting empty, you're hurting, man. So if a guy wants to come and take care of your place and grow weed in it, hey, did you say you were going to pay the rent on time? 
Yeah, there's a lot of that 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 going on, and yeah, they they just play the ignorant uh, landlords on the on the ignorant level there, just to yeah keep his shit from going right. south. That's my kind of ignorance. <laughs> well, 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 I'll give him one recommendation here. I mean, you guys can't have enough. Uh, smell is definitely. I mean, how many times it's like the the golden rule. I mean, you got to go outside. Let's just take this to all levels and give a little grow advice. Wherever your output is on your house, even if it's a pain in the ass to get to, some can be on the upper part of a um, roof area. Some can be – go be checking those once a week, man. Don't wait until you're coming home and you open your car door and you're like, oh, my carbon filter's bad. Like, you need to check those outputs. Run freaking can filters, man. They're the best. I've used them for over 10 years. No bullshit. Yep. Um, if you can run their original, the can lights are okay for hanging and shit, but the best ones are definitely still those old school can 100 can 150 can that, that line there of can filters that have been around forever. Yep. And ask your boys, man, there's usually a good setup that you can get with a, if you're looking for those big can 100s and can 150s, that'll, they'll give you a 12 inch can fan and the filter for a good deal. They've got a combo, uh, skew in the, in their, their system, man. Definitely. And then also when you're when you're harvesting, that's the next most important time. You're going to need extra carbon filtration. Say that again, brother, because that's where these guys fucked up, man. Yeah. And you can I've I've had as a problem myself back in the day, upstairs living room, processing plant material, pulling it up from the basement, a friend biking over. He's like, dude, two houses down. You know, I could I could smell him like, oh, shit, went right up to way to grow, picked up a carbon filter hooked it up and like yeah totally and just scrubs you know it's not not nothing hard to set up guys you just set it in your work area and it just keeps scrubbing the air through it yeah but you and i mean it's just totally different level of stink going on when you're actually agitating those plants you're actually going in there now you're pulling those plants and you're probably not drying them in the room so therefore you probably don't have smell set up in the in the drying room or at least you need to yeah uh i mean other than that if you were running a t-shirt business, actually run the t-shirt business too. Yeah. <laughs> damn somehow, straight, somehow. Damn straight. All right. What else do we got going on? How about uh, here in, in Denver? What do you got? I was just going to say, I guess to sum that shit up, if you're going into a warehouse though, man, take it seriously, man. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not a joke. You, I mean, I know that I'm in the UFC a little bit, and I was looking. There's this one guy. His name's Josh. When's your next match? <laughs> the next one I'll be watching at the bar is probably on Saturday night. I man. saw some parents the other day in which I'm pretty chill. I don't care at my uh, my daughter's Montessori school. Sure. And one, I believe, had a shirt on that said bleed out, and the other one, I believe, had a shirt on that said choke out. And I know at least one of them, I didn't catch if the bleed out was associated with UFC, but the choke out said like... Sure. It's like those, to me, it's like those fancy-ass Walmart shirts, man. Like Well, Tap make- Out, I think, is, uh, is a brand that made a deal with Walmart. I think they're all over Walmart, man. That's a UFC brand, so you're probably onto something. At least they're tapping out, not Wait, bleeding out, Wait, you're right. Out, one man. of them was tap, tap out. Tap out. There you go, brother. Okay. That's a brand or is that a sport? That is a brand, man. That is a brand. A brand of obnoxious that clothing. That is something you do before you die, man. You tap out, man. All I wear is hydroponic <laughs> brand clothing typically anyway, like my Manamix shirt right Dude, now. Jiu-jitsu, uh, jiu-jitsu operatives, whatever you want to call them, experts are always, and I don't say always, man. Most of the time, they're stoned, man. Like, stone jujitsu is just the way. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, stoned but I'm, I'm, I'm watching what they call I think Joe Rogan's got stoned monkey jujitsu. That's his style. <laughs> now they actually get monkeys stoned and film them and trying to do jujitsu. Could be. Real monkeys, like Could chimps. Could be. 
Anyway, man, uh, the guy Josh Rosendahl, he's a, a ref. He's one of the bigger refs, you know. He used to ref some serious matches. Haven't seen him in a while, man. Googled his name, and he's in jail for 48 months for having a marijuana grow, commercial marijuana grow. He was one of those guys in, you know, Oakland area, you know, Oaksterdam. Yes. That, I've never been there, but He yes. was one of the guys that just kind of didn't, didn't have any paperwork, but just acted like he did. Opened up a huge warehouse right in the middle of, you know, commercial marijuana land and just never bothered to get any paperwork, man. That shit will land you in jail for four to eight years. Put it this way, Dude. you'll do four years, man. Fuck that. Yeah, that is... Oh my God! And I still, when you think about people in jail for marijuana, it still churns my stomach a little bit. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. But it definitely happens, man. People go to jail for making money and not paying their taxes, man. And marijuana is a real goddamn good way to do that. It's a good point. Not to get too real on you, man. All right, let me take it over to uh, out of time. Time here, time.com, since magazines are so nineties. Yeah, uh, man, did they even make a magazine? I seen Time one time. Man. Yeah, was, they do. This was like last year, and it was like eight pages long, man. It was tiny. The You know, I see the magazines at, uh, at uh, what's the only time? I, when traveling. I mean, the only time I buy a magazine is before I'm getting on a plane. Hey, man, one time I did that. I was going to, when we were going to B.C., and I bought this cannabis culture magazine, and on the front was just tons of weed. So I was about to take a nap. I was on the airplane. I noticed a person was just, it was on the little counter that I had, you know, in front of, you know, your little tray. So I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. As I, Before I fell asleep, I turned it over. So like, you know, so I didn't have the big weed, offensive weed picture. <laughs> Dude, the back was a whizinator, man. The, <laughs> the fake penis that you can uh, take a drug test out of. I, I don't know. I'm pretty much over that now, but I hear you, I guess. Dude, uh, I'm just saying, like, it got from bad to worse. It was coming from a big commercial marijuana picture to a fake penis, man. You're talking about in three colors. Who the hell, you know what's still in the magazine racks? The top rack is like porn magazines still at the airport. Who the hell buys those and looks at them on the plane? Talk about trying to hide what you're looking at. That's creepy as You know, fuck, there's still dude. usually a penthouse on the top rack, like at Hudson News or whatever at the airport. Well, penthouse has good articles, damn it. You're right. They are probably just heard. reading about the next finest cigar. Dude, I'm saying something to somebody if they're freaking reading a penthouse, man. <laughs> I know. A hustler. I'm like, yo. When can, when can I have my turn? <laughs> All right, next next news article. Denver police warn trick-or-treaters of marijuana-infused candy. Yeah, uh, that's right. fucking just mean, man. <laughs> I'm all for anarchy, but that's just mean. They said once the candy dries, there's really no way to tell the difference between candy that's infused and that's not infused. Do you know what the hell that means? I don't, but why the fuck would you give out infused candy, man? I mean, shit, I guess it will be happening, though. Now that I, think I don't know. It. I mean, there's always a creep somewhere doing something creepy. Per se, but yeah, I don't know what they mean by once it dries. I worry about the adults, man. You know, the adults are going to be getting tons of infused candy for Halloween. Probably see a bunch of ODs at the hospital, man. <laughs> Time is good, going by real slow. That's a good point. They're going to be in their fucked up costume. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, this just ties into. Uh, I wanted to talk about it for a minute because obviously you got to be aware. If the, if it stays in its packaging, then of course you should be able to catch that. Uh, but also. I see what they're saying. You go to an adult Halloween party and they're like, yo, those are special candy horns, you know? It sounds like my kind of party, man. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still on the fence on this. I think we're changing this regardless, but uh, as far as making weed look like candy, I don't really find it's that necessary. Sure, it's fun, but I don't know. And then I guess you get into the whole argument of, well, why can you still make brownies or... Yeah, I mean, what just happens with the, the carrier, one of the great carriers for... for 
cannabis is fat, you know, like butter fat. So melting uh, a little bit of cannabis in butter and then using it with something that calls for butter, like cookies or yeah, that's brownies. Good. That I mean, is good. That's just practical there, you know. And that's just healthy. That is that. When I, I do still like to try and eat cannabis can of butter because i like i think it's just a better delivery i love smoking but i think it's like should be added to the health regimen of cannabis is i'm eating, scared so. of that shit man you can make it so light man i had i was too because everybody's had that crazy cookie. but i like to get high man you I know like back in the day like i remember road tripping one of my buddies would make the uh there's like the regular and the strong cookie and it's like okay hmm well we're at we're at bonnaroo Fuck, like, fuck it. Let's go for the strong, man. But, yeah, but that's so uh, subjective. You know what I mean? Like, who the hell knows what, what strong means to somebody else? I one, Usually a strong edible is a strong edible. You're right, but there are, are tolerance levels. I had ran into uh, a girl snowboarding because you run into good things happen when you snowboard. And she said she was great with making uh, coconut oil and butters. And said, okay, I'll give you my trim next time I'm done. And she made the most fabulous pecan bars that were just very light. You could eat actually. They're they're so good. You want to eat the whole bar, right? But you want to be in fear that you're going to get jacked. Like you can't no, fuck do those it. things where you got to eat a tenth of a chocolate bar. These were perfect. It was a serving of pecan bar, and it got you just stoned enough to not make you paranoid, freak you out, or whatever. So nice. Yeah, I, I liked it. But this tied into for me again. This is like it's a parenting thing. Uh, somebody's evil enough to put b- plain. Uh, Sorry, it ain't gonna be straight up evil. It's gonna be like the you know. The it's 20, evil to have a kid getting old. high if they don't know what's going on. Right, right. So I just I hope we don't hear of any of it in the news because it's not gonna help our cause at all. No, but so. we'll probably will hear about it in the news, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see on Halloween. We'll we'll definitely cover it for you guys. We're if not it gonna happens. hear about it on the dude's good news channel. No, nope. <laughs> I'm hey, how's that going for you, dude? Once we get enough no- donations, <laughs> it's going to be another channel on the network. Yes. All right, good. That, that's the other thing, too, guys. I forgot to mention, we definitely have more shows in the works here. So, I mean, we got one on the down low. Can I say the name of the morning show, Scotty? That, that do it, man. Do it, man. Wake and Bake America. Absolutely, Yeah, baby. like that, 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 that would be like a shorter show that you get high with your coffee with real quick. We need so. a theme song for that, you know? Yes, I'm sure you can get one done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, some quick Colorado news. We usually don't do politics that much. Mike Dunafin is in the governor's race here. Um, as far as the independents, which people go all over with, say you're going to, if you are a voter, you're going to lose your vote or you're going to give uh, Hickenlooper the vote to Beaupre, which is the Republican uh, guy. And We're I talking got, about Republican. Uh, Colorado governor's race governor's race there you so, go man. uh Another bottom race. line if you out here you enjoy you enjoy amendment 64 and you really want this to become this is more than just a state where you can come and get high and buy recreational weed we're trying to be the silicon valley of the hemp industry we're trying to you know all, on all realms of this have a, a what would i call it a textiles or something type with you know hemp for everything as far as food seed etc yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of farmland here a lot of good quality farmland that we could grow a lot of industrial commercial hemp on exactly so we definitely out here i can i can give you this recommendation check out mike dunafin that's d-u-n-a-f-o-n he's full on for cannabis if beaupre gets in there guys he's 
full on for repealing 64. And the only reason I bring it up, because if you guys like to grow, 64 lets you grow. It lets you grow without any paperwork or nothing. Just yep. resident of Colorado. Yep. So think about that shit. Hickenlooper called some people that voted for 64 reckless. I'm not too happy with that. So dude's official vote right now is Mike Dunafin. And then uh, Scotty's just going to say, I would vote for the douche and not the turd. <laughs> yes. The South Park comparison between you have to pick between, was it the, the, the douche and the turd? <laughs> All right. Yep. Unfortunately, that's the way Scotty Real views politics. Now let's grow some weed. All right, all right. <laughs> I love it. That's that's as long as the, the, the political segment you can get on the Dude Grow Show, and I'm all right with that because yeah, we like man. to talk about... Now, who the fuck knows what's really going on? You find out that the uh, the guy that's pro-cannabis is really dirty as hell and just that was the way they could get to you. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've I seen it all, brother. The smartest people... You know, put it this way. Politicians, there's different types of people in the world. They accumulate power, and I'm very weary of people that accumulate power for a living. I'm very weary of people that get money from all kinds of other people so they can do That's yeah, power, baby. You know? Lobbyists. I'm just trying to, to grow and, and just learn how things grow and just study life, man. I think it's a real fun life. See, I, you're upset about everything just for a sec that this this gentleman I like isn't about. I mean, this Mike Dunafin dude's taking zero money from any lobbyist. Then why bother talking about Because he ain't going to win. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm not placing bets yet. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I You know, it's it's always nice to, to, to wish, but the reality is he's, he's in a, a really big money, tough uh, environment. The toughest, biggest money environment there is. You well, know, did you ever, would you, would you ever... A bet that Jesse Ventura could become the governor of Minnesota? Yeah. Really? You yeah, would? Because a he, WWF wrestler? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah, because he had some money behind him. He already had the fame. If, you, if It cost a lot of money to make yourself famous with these commercials. He was already famous. They were talking about him around the world. Who was, who was he running against? Nobody fucking knows. Because that guy wasn't famous. Yeah, I'll end it with, uh, hey, guess what? Even, I don't know how many years ago, everybody would disagree with this. Pretty, you know, and not not that near distant future, marijuana is going to be totally legal right here. You're going to be able to grow it in your backyard. So many people would say bullshit forever. Right. And Arnold Schwarzenegger will be your governor, man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about, <laughs> I forgot about Arnold. <laughs> I just love Arnold because I remember there was this old school movie back in the 70s. And he was called Pumping Iron, it was called. And he just wins, like, the, like Mr. Universe. Like, Lou Ferrigno's right next to him. He's like, ah, Lou, maybe next time. Goes in the back backstage, lays down on a couch, and lights up a joint, man. I was like, dude, that's my man. That is my man right there, man. All right, I think let's do one more. Let's do one more here. Uh, and then after that, we got a lot of uh, a lot of grow talk to hit. So, like I said, I want to give back to these listeners, people waiting. And uh, we're, I really want to get on top of the, uh, the efficient – I don't know. We're gonna have to do like I think we're gonna have to get like the uh, blog thing while we're while a show or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting at guys. We got to get back to you quicker. Sorry, it's bugging me for minutes, guys. Yeah, we'll probably just end up having uh, having some help and just answering some questions. If we're not answering them on the show, we can just answer them in the written blog right on dudegrows.com. One nine hundred dude knows. Joking. All right. So we got uh, this one's just kind of funny. I wanted to cover one more bust story that, and you'd say bust story, funny. That's fucking sad. So out in uh, a thousand pounds. Here's the title: 
a thousand pounds of marijuana found inside a truck leaving wildfire threatened neighborhood. Talk about quick harvest time. I don't think that's harvest. I think that's some Mexican brickweed that's sitting in somebody's garage. It it looks like from the picture that it's actually just a bunch of plants chopped oh, okay. turbo. Okay, like Dude, I love the way the government measures weight. You know, it's probably like a thousand pounds, including it's a thousand the truck. Pounds of everything. Yeah, <laughs> stems, leaves, buds. Right, growing medium. Yeah, there you go. And uh, each one of those pounds is worth ten thousand dollars. Oh my god, that's <laughs> like it makes him like a billionaire. Bro. The article doesn't say that. Dude, dude, yeah, saying that. It's so re- um, but you know that's just kind of crazy. They're leaving um, on a, one of the evacuated communities, so I guess they figured either basically they're definitely not going to finish their harvest. The plants look like they're in some degree of flowering. Basically, it's like get the fuck rid of these because when the fire department comes, then we're done. Yeah, I would have probably just I don't know. Maybe you debate. They probably had a paper rock scissors to just light that house on fire or something. I don't know. Man, I didn't just say that. I would never bummer. light a house on fire. <laughs> that um, is a bummer, man. Yeah, it happens, right? I don't have, luckily, any know. crazy my stories. Ha- my neighborhood hasn't burnt down yet, man. That hasn't happened to me, man. One time I had <laughs> uh, the most like crazy, whatever, like nervous story is when I had to get a uh, remote meter installed on a house that had a grow ba- that had a grow in the basement. Sure. Just sort of simple, four lighter, nothing crazy uh-huh. within the medical limitations right. back in the day. And so that's so they can read, I think, my water meter or some shit remotely from the street. Okay. But in order to do that, we have to get into your crawl space for just a minute. And I was like, now, are they are they fucking with me? Or is this like so many times my brain was like, I don't do they know? Do they know something? Oh, yeah. Man. And they had to go through the basement where the grow was. So that was a very creative setup of fucking doing all kinds of crazy shit. My, uh, my, my buddy, uh, seed breeder Hank. He, yeah, he does some installation work, and he'll show up at people's houses, and he's like, "They will give me the dumbest excuses of why I have to route wires through their attic and uh, anywhere but going in their basement. God forbid you can't go in that basement, man. Yep. <laughs> like, it's you're laying an extra hundred feet of wire because you can't go that way. Yeah, I had I had the direct TV guy come to my house, and he was like, "Got to run a wire through the basement." He, he was just waiting for me to say no, and I was like, "All right, come on down." You know? Yeah, no, it's it's a little bit different out here. I don't have anything to be afraid of, and when you have everything secure, absolutely, it's not, all man. good. Or else we wouldn't be podcasting to the world about it. You know? Damn straight, homie. All right, steal my tomato plants too. Unless you got any news to add on there, Mister Real, that was the news. That's and good for me, man. That's good for me. I want to talk about growing some weed, man. I know there's a lot more news out there, but yeah, let's let's take a quick break. We got. Uh, we got actually, uh, man. Hey, let's talk the featured product that involves that involves growing some weed. Let's hit that real quick if Hell we can. Yeah, let's man. hit the featured product before the full on grow talk. Featured the, the product hot and heavy is the Twister T4, which I got to see up close and personal this week, man. When Roger from Maha Grass Trimming came by, it was what about ten days ago I had him come by. That shit is off the hook, man. Twister I mean, T4, guys. Yeah, so this is. This, then their, their motto is trimming sucks, man, and well, I'll, I'll agree to that on many levels, but it's got this suction, man. It's got a whole bunch. It's got basically like a little tumbler, and I guess you adjust the angle that you know that it sits on. It's got some adjustable feet. Well, who you the know, hell was working this thing first? Oh, it was Roger from Mile High Glass Trimming. Okay, remember okay. we had him over last. Uh, I just couple wanted weeks to ago? make sure because you said that. 
could have you? I mean, after one consult with him, would you be comfortable running it? Or it's kind of like just having the team, right? It was. Yeah, you definitely need a team there. It's got a little hopper that you fill up. So you need somebody filling up. You need two or three people filling up that hopper. He runs the machine. I mean, the machine constantly has to be maintained. I mean, and what I mean by that is like it almost needs like an automatic oiler. It constantly. I guess he Rogers constantly. Uh, uh, cleaning and lubricating the cylinder that's going around so i mean he's there you know it looks uses like looks like a little toilet brush or something like that but he's constantly scraping it and cleaning it and yeah man that thing will do a pound now is that going to give you any residue on your flowers or anything like that what is he using it's hemp oil is what he's using and it's such and a light film; it's more like it's not coming out on your flowers. It's yeah, you know, it just just gets the cylinder, and I, I almost think that there's a, like a brush that gets the cylinder, and he's just getting the brush. I didn't see exactly how it worked; I just saw that he was constantly there. Was one person just maintaining the machine consistently? And yeah, you would, you would put the uh, weed in the hopper, and you the biggest time consumption was cutting it off the stem. You go in and grab a big plant, and then you had to cut every little bud off the stem. The stems really fucked it up, man. So, man, we were able to get, I think we had three guys, me and two other guys there, and we were able to process. So the four-man team total, three guys and the machine operator. Yeah, and we were able to process about a pound in about 45 minutes. Cool, I like it. What I thought was so amazing was what it did with the little popcorn buds. I mean, I don't know that we threw anything away out of this. It was freaking awesome. And, like, little buds where you would look at and be like, oh, there's no way in hell I would ever fucking what, even attempt to trim those things. What man. genetics were you harvesting? I was the vanilla kush, and I had a couple purple urkels in there. And here's what I had this one purple urkel that was kind of kind of crappy looking, just one of that one that pooped out that was in the corner. I uh, It just was drying. I was like, let's get it out of the room. I was just drying it. After about three or four days, I, I, whatever, is the same day that Roger came over, I said, man, throw this thing in the trimmer. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if we should throw dry shit. I just, I just throw it in there see what happens, man. Sure enough, it cleaned this stuff up beautifully, man. It saved me four or five hours. So I'd say even not bone dry. Bone dry, you're going to be knocking the trichomes off like crazy. Did you get any video of this action? I do, man. I've got a hot video action, man. I think you guys will be able to find that video at dudegrows.com. Yep. Dudegrows.com, yep. I want to see how it works. Like finished product, you filmed a little and everything, like a whole little overview. Yeah, I got a nice little couple minute video. I've been afraid of these things for sure. I mean, this thing retails at about sixty nine hundred here. Way to grow carries them. Uh, They just actually sold their display model, so it must be kicking ass out there. Yeah, they're selling. I mean, we were just hanging. Now it's outdoor harvest time. We're hanging out with people over at the brewery or something like that, and they're just. Man, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm miserable, man. I got two weeks worth of work. I got three weeks worth of work now. How are you going to catch up on Breaking Bad again for the third time? <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. That's You're going to be all all normal-minded and not thinking about degenerate meth-type shit now. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, something like that. I mean, a day with this thing. You know, just a full day with this thing. I'd say you could get you know, 20 to 30 pounds out of a you know an 18-hour day. How loud is it? Not that loud. It was not terrible, man. It wasn't crazy, you know? Yeah. Like I don't not, think it's loud, as loud as a shop back. It's as loud as a shop back. Okay. Yeah. What What horsepower one? I'm just joking. I, I, you know, I don't know, but um, I know that you did need like a 15, just a simple 15-amp uh, 
you know, uh, outlet for it. Didn't need any 220. Yeah, or it looks like a one like horsepower that. motor, 10, 10 amps when running. So you could run this on any typical housebreaker, if not yeah. much else, a 15 it, amp or less. Yeah, the one thing he told me is you don't want to use a, a big, long extension cord because it'll fuck it up, man. Really? Plug really? that bitch right in, yeah. That's more what some of what's going on in my grow. Extension cords, outdoor, how many can you run together? What oh, kind of man. <laughs> All that good stuff. <laughs> I like it, guys. I mean, yeah, I just I it, when I was watching it run, I was just thinking to myself. The first thing you think is, "Holy shit, this thing's amazing." Then the second thing you think is, like, in a year you're gonna be people are gonna be laughing, going, "What do you mean you hand trim? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, literally, it makes hand trimming seem just stupid." It man. just puts all the uh, trim material in a little catch bag, I assume. Oh, that's for... a nice thing too, man. I mean, right to the hash extractor, dude, man. I mean, and and it's all pulverized and just you know tons of surface area. Awesome, makes great, uh, you know, swag. Sweet. Uh, if you got, like I said, sixty nine hundred retail over at Way to Grow. Yeah. Seven locations, almost. One's opening up in the mountains for y'all up there in Silverthorn. Uh, and you can, of course, use Dude Grows deal at any one of them, man. And it's a real deal discount to say you want to use Dude Grows account. Yeah, I mean, now that this guy has kind of paid the way, I'm sure that there will be a ton of imitators coming through over the next few years. And I'll bet you it gets to the point where you got the fifteen to eighteen hundred dollar, you know, personal trimmer, you know, yeah. using this guy's technology. Unfortunately, well, yeah, the more he can make, the cheaper he can make them. He's uh, doing. All, I bet you this dude's doing all right though, because I mean, he has just solved a huge problem for people. Yeah, I well maybe Harbor Freight will come out with one soon. There you go. You know what? Get the Harbor Freight trimmer, guys. <laughs> this thing is really a precision instrument, so I would be really weary of buying a cheap Chinese imitation. I uh, for for real growers, I bought some packaging equipment, and I I bought a. I didn't buy it. A person that I was partnered up with bought a really cheap Chinese packaging unit, and oh my God, you want to talk about just like penny wise and dollar foolish you know you had to spend three grand for a guy to come over and calibrate it and it still oh. sucked and I mean, you're so much better off just buying the quality piece of equipment first yeah 100 percent. that's why we're dealing with the people we deal with yeah. and bringing you these products because we're not going to recommend the crap equipment and just think about what it costs to run a, a say a 12-man crew you know Right, we'll put it this way, man. We'll, for, for trimming, I'm saying. Just cost, oh, cost about 125 dude, an hour this for, for trimming. This a no-brainer. I'm going to guess if you're harvesting an hour, uh, cost 4,000 watts plus at a time, it's time to start thinking about this. I mean... Yeah, I mean, fucking expand. I mean, who's got seven grand to plop down for something you're going to use once every few months? True. It's not typical. I could have me a John but Deere it, lawnmower, man. I use that every itself, week. Though. It's equipment that pays for itself. Well, lastly, what do you think? So if... Because in some areas, people don't have that many people they can invite over to their garden by any means. Right. Uh, two people minimum to run this thing? Yeah, it's going to go slow with two people, man. Three it people is. minimum, probably? I think three, you know what? I guess you have two people minimum. What you got to do then is fill up five-gallon buckets full of buds that are have off the stem. Have it all pre-processed. Yep. Even, even if you're calling up Roger for mile-high grass trimming. You know, if he gets there at 12 o'clock, start at 8 o'clock and just have four or five five-gallon buckets of buds ready to go, man. You know, he'll go through that in about an hour. Do you know how Roger <laughs> cleans the machine? Did he get into that at all? Uh, I did. No, he cleans it when he takes he takes it back to his location and cleans it in a, okay. in a neutral location. Gotcha. I wouldn't want to deal with cleaning this. Um, mm -hmm. It reminds me. The shit gets dirty, too. I was looking like, you know, there's the, the fan that uh, 
you know, it creates a vacuum. That's why the, the play on words trimming sucks because it creates a, a really strong vacuum. And as they tumble or they roll around in that tumbler, a vacuum sucks the leaf and cuts it. So uh, the vacuum was like, I mean, I don't know how there was any arrogant in this thing. It was like three quarters just stuffed with leaf material and just pulverized you know, cannabis. Awesome. I love it. If you guys are in the Colorado Front Range area, Mile High Grass Trimming uh, has this for a service. Yeah, Roger's Hook up Roger. Uh, he would like you to send him a text, the word trim only, to 720-822-7147 and hook it up with Roger or uh, get this machine yourself with a couple guys and just share it between a network of growers. It'll pay for itself real quick. You know what I heard, though, honestly? he's uh, Roger was telling me what somebody he knows got one of these machines, shared it between a network of growers. And, it and was everybody a, had powdery mildew? It was a piece of garbage by the end of one month, man. you got to maintain this bitch. you got to yeah. clean it every few hours. You got to. I think every couple hours you got to turn it off and clean well, it. Yeah, and people don't understand what the hell, like, resin and what's in. This is a tough flower, guys. Even with your mini splits, everybody sees this now. They don't realize you got to clean your indoor air handler. I didn't even believe it. When uh, HVAC Todd told me that that's what's causing the... I'm like, no way, Todd. You're telling me resin or whatever's coming from the flowers and fucking up the air handler. So true. Via the air. I'm like, I didn't believe it was possible. But then gardener after gardener that would not maintain that air handler was having issues on the indoor unit. So, yeah, the stickiness can fuck up machinery. Hey, speaking of that, man, I found a little bit of an easier way than just using Q-tips and alcohol to clean that, that mini split. I'm actually using a, a jet of water from a pump-up sprayer. You know, I'll take a pump-up sprayer, I'll put it on a jet, so it's just got a straight-up jet. That seems to be strong enough just with plain water to, Interesting. Yeah, to, to knock off that, that resin dirt, whatever I've been on, it is. On, Todd's an inventor, too. I've been on him to be like, come on, man, you need to just come out with something that's the, a removable part you could soak in a tub of some solution and it's, like, done. Oh, so. sure. He'll be just right over to uh, to China to get that made, man. Yes. We're working Actually, if out. anyone's going to do it, he would, man. So, cool. <laughs> Word, guys. Well, let's take a break. Come back. We've got what we're smoking, grow talk still, what's going on in our grows, all kinds of goodness. So, hang in there. We'll be right back, guys. DudeGrows.com. Yeah, man. Hey, guys. Remember that there's plenty more great grow knowledge over at DudeGrows.com. So go check out all of our news, videos, and latest articles about growing great weed without all the bullshit. And remember, it's donations from listeners like you that keep the real deal marijuana grow knowledge coming at you. So visit DudeGrows.com and be the DGC. So this is Courtney from Colorado. Definitely bigging up the dudes from the Dude Rose Show. You gotta check them out. Doing this talk with this brother, guy, the good essence of, you know what I mean? You definitely want to keep it real. DudeGrows.com. What's up, growers? We're back. Favorite part of the show, a whole lot of grow talk. Scotty, you got to get a, a, a grow talk song kicking. <laughs> yeah, man. I got one in my head, brother. All right. Well, you know, get it produced. Get your head producing so we can lead into this. As I say. I got what's growing on. All right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely got a song for that, man. Well, guys, this is uh, the part of the show here. We, we answer questions. Take care of things. The only thing we haven't fully figured out is how to answer these in almost real time, but it's coming, guys. And we appreciate the questions because it does give great content for the show. And uh, so send them on over if you want just everything, guys. Everything's over at dudegrows.com. That's the best way to access me, Mr. Real, etc. And as I said, that site is, is, is in the early veg stage. I can't wait for it to get to full bloom. All right, grow talk. Enough of that. That's a nice growth setup you got there, though, man. Yes. 
question number one. Hey, Watts. He said Watts, W-A-T-S. Watts. <laughs> up, dude. Love the show. Listen every week. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you and Scotty has to be the coolest hippies that's doing a podcast. I don't know. Are we hippies? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't know. I, I consider myself kind of like hybrid. Like there's a little bit of redneck. You know, I got a little bit of a mullet, a little bit of hippie, whatever you want to grow with. Yeah, I live in Babylon, man. Actually, I've been called the most throughout my life. Like, I look like a surfer dude. <laughs> All right. So, my question is for you guys, how do I maintain my garden for a week while I'm out of town visiting family? Scott, get off your Octopot soapbox. You're already standing on it. <laughs> I really would like to know what you and Scotty would do in this situation. Again, love the podcast. Peace, peace and green dude. He has said he has three plants in soil, and they're in their sixth week. Um, my veg plants are five weeks old. Thanks for the help. All so. right. No octopods. I'll do my bite my New Yorker. Set up a dripper. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, let's see. What was yeah, the time gone? Six days? Yeah, but I mean, all you need to do is you go get a, a garbage can from Home Depot or whatever. You know, one, you know, like a what a 32 gallon or 29 gallon garbage cans yeah you fill that bitch up only about halfway if you fill it up all the way that thing will collapse on you by the way make sure you get like a rubber made one that don't have no wheels and no holes in the bottom but just fill that bitch up go get a little maxi jet pump you can get them for about 30 bucks maybe i'd say a maxi jet 1200 be a good one and then go get yourself some what is it 16th inch airline uh, i'm sorry uh water line you just get this little rigid they they sell drippers you the can even just get yeah the, well, one roll of 1/8 inch there you uh, go. it's like 100 feet it's cheap you know you don't just buy yep. the 100 feet of it you'll use it and then go buy uh some of the half inch tubing and then also half you inch poly tubing is what they call it and buy that good hydro farm stuff that black stuff do not go buying funny pipe at home depot no yeah Huge the very difference. the very supple uh, tubing that should be at your local hydro store, hydro farm. Probably yeah, they sell shit ton, like Scotty's saying, and yep. uh, they should have all your bits and pieces. If you don't have that by you, you can figure it out probably over at Home Depot if you don't have a hydro store near you. But no, you can't get that nice soft uh, uh, half inch poly tubing there. Yeah, yeah. Well, then yeah, order it online. Go through uh, just so you know you're getting what we're talking about. Get the hydro farm brand, and then uh, there is the black. Make sure you get the black. Don't get that blue stuff or anything because black don't let no mildew build up in. Don't, yeah. don't let no light get up in there. And quarter inch, there's little one eight inch whips that work really good. The only way they don't work really good is if you're pumping organics through them. If you can up actually that up to I'd use quarter inch tubing. Yep. And then that's no. a huge upgrade, man. The drippers, the big uh, you know Achilles heel of drippers is they clog because they they call them spaghetti tubing is what they call that drip line. And that's what that's one eighth inch. Is that right? Yeah, the, the whips are one eight. Yeah. Those do get. I remember I used to always have to take those out and just like beat them on the grow room floor to clear out the salt buildup from that salty GH. Oh, I remember you got it. Sometimes you try to push out the. You know, you're blowing in them trying to get the uh, buildup out, and then you have to turn it around and suck that stuff. Yeah, goes right I mean, all in, in all, mouth. for it's nasty three plants, man, you could set up something. Uh, yeah, fairly inexpensive. And even if you don't want to go with the pump, you could probably figure out something gravity-like. Yeah, maybe. you know, you can just take soda bottles, you know, two-liter soda bottles, cut the, you know, the base, the bottom part off them. You stick them in the soil a little bit, and then you fill them bitches up. And they take a while to drain. You know, they take a, you know, a couple days to drain down. If you got some monies, you could throw down on the blue, the blue mots. Oh, those are cool, man. Like Trump Blue Mott. It's some German. Are they German? 
I believe. I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah, it's like this auto watering thing where they use a ceramic sensor, and it's all like low tech. I don't know if it's really low tech, but there's no moving parts. You know, it uses like a ceramic sensor, and man, those things are pretty cool. But those, those will- are yeah. And if you want to learn about those at all, there's like a hundred pages thousand pages in the forums people figuring those things out with right. coco but i you know i have a bunch of those that I, I started using them and i don't use them anymore i'd say if you were like a super soil guy those are cool but you can't you have no option of pumping nutrient through those things man you yeah pump nutrient through those things you ruin them and i mean also try and plan your watering like if i know i'm going out of town on this day i try to make sure that that day is a watering day for a heavy heavy water uh, so they're ready to be watered. And when you're watering through in soil, you can water, water, like if you're going to water two gallons through a soil container, I'll probably do that over three different waterings. I'll water a little in, let everything soak up. You know, if you try to dump it all through at once, you usually get a lot more runoff than you need. So take your time watering plants and get them as heavy as possible. Usually soil plants, you can get three to five days, sometimes depending on how hot your garden's getting. And that's the other thing. If your garden does get hot and whatever, if you can turn down your lights, uh, dim a ballast, or t- if you're running T5 lighting, you could, you know, turn a couple of them off, make it, your garden not as, as hot and performing when you're not there. Is he indoor or outdoor? Uh, indoor. Okay. I mean, I believe, yeah. But either way, man, I mean, you, you know, if you spend 50 bucks, you can get that garbage can, a, a MaxiJet 1200. I guess it costs more like 100 bucks to go get in a big... I, bet I like, yeah, your your gravity feed option, potentially. I mean, uh, here, of course, it's a little bit different. I just get my buddy to water my garden. No big deal. I mean, I remember. Yeah, see if that don't disappoint, brother. That's hard to pull off in some, some states, per se. Or I, I mean, some people just, the only people that know about their grow is them, and that's how it's going to stay. That's what I mean. I had a real good friend uh, water my garden, and I came back, and the shit was dead. And he was like, well, dude, I, you know, he's used to doing five gallons, you know, five-gallon pots amazing? and whatnot. I've been out of town before, um, for example, mandatory gone for a while, honeymoon, and it's like, got a guy taking care of the garden. Keep checking in. How's it going? Is the garden going good? Everything's great, man. Yeah, the garden's awesome. And then you come back and you're like, how the hell did you not notice this or this? Right. Or, or the fact that this plant's ha- like, what are you What are you doing? <laughs> nobody you has an every, eye. You watered every plant except the mother. Yeah, and nobody has an eye for the, for the garden like, you know, the, the, the person that's their own garden, the yeah. gardener. So, and In all fairness, I didn't tell the guy, hey, make definitely sure that you water this mother plant. She's a big bitch and she needs a lot of water. Yeah. You know, it's just something that's in my head. And, yeah, man, going on vacation, that's what I recommend. If you are going to go on vacation, get yourself some drippers and just do it right. Have peace of mind and, and just know that, that it's going to work, man. Yeah, and make sure if you do water everything, which you will, very heavy the day, the minute before you leave. Sometimes I wait. The last thing I do before I just water my plants in. Don't leave any you know heavy runoff in your saucers ever. That's not good. So if you got runoff in your saucers or wherever, suck that shit out or, yeah. All right. We were actually talking about putting a couple inches of rock in the bottom of the saucers and then leaving the runoff in there and using that kind of like the same, uh, like a hempy bucket kind of wicking action. Wonder if that would work. Sounds like breeding ground. I don't know. It could. It could. You and your hempies. All right. Like I said, who doesn't want to leave and 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 not have to worry about whether their plants are going to die from not getting water? I mean, nothing fucks a plant up like straight up drying out. Well, yeah, man. nothing takes away from a vacation when you're like every other hour you're like 
checking on your garden. I'll tell you one good device for that, though, is that Lacrosse Technologies has for like, I think it's under 100 bucks. You can always, on any phone, any internet connection, any 4G connection, you can check just the temp and the humidity of your garden. And those are really the only two things you need to know to make sure your equipment, you know, if you, those are always in check, you know, your AC is working, your dehumidifier is working, and then your plants should be happy. Typically, yeah, but that so. don't tell you if your plants are watered. Yeah. <laughs> your drippers clogged, man. I agree. I agree. Man, what's it cost? Remember when we were talking about those Harbor Freight kits? I think you just get a temperature, a digital temperature and humidity uh, device, you know, or, or you know, humidistat, yeah. whatever you want to call it, for twenty bucks. Hang that on the wall and then shine a camera over there. You know what I'm saying? That's then you got your digital readout right going like that. Yeah, and a view of the garden. Yeah. All right. Question. Yeah. Two. Question two. Hi, what's big up, fan. hippie? I wrote in uh, about three hours, or sorry, three shows ago. It helped, but uh, it helped. But now I am doing what you and Scotty Reels said to do. Coco, what's up, Mister? What's up, Mister Reels? Yeah. With a Z. Coco's what's up, man? And heavy sixteen nutrients. So we're gonna be able to help this guy somewhat. I think I don't believe neither the dude or Mister Reels is too familiar with heavy sixteen nutrient, but I have an idea on on some of it. So what he wants to know, can you explain how to flush cocoa and how to use Heavy 16 for an eight-week grow? I'm having trouble with the feeding schedule, and I need to know how many weeks do I feed it food out of the eight weeks, and what week do I take of uh, what week do I take out of the feeding chart to make it an eight-week chart? Do I start flushing at week seven? <laughs> All right, just straight no, up. Hold on, first. hold on. It goes on a little bit. If I start flushing at week eight, do I wait for another week? So. But the answer is going to be the same. Call Heavy 16 and figure it out, man. I mean, the, those those you've got a nutrient company that's going to help you out. Don't count on two stoners like us. I'm smoking right now. <laughs> Don't, you know what I mean? We'll I give you the good advice. You know, we'll, you know, um, the good advice is that there's professionals out there that will set you up solid. Well, man, let's that take his first question on how to use Heavy 16. So use them. Can you explain how to flush cocoa? So how to flush cocoa, I mean, you treat it like a flush for, uh, I mean, you tell me you're the cocoa grower, I'm a cocoa mix, but like any other because flush. Because I use as, can of cocoa, I only have to flush my cocoa in the end. And how I flush my cocoa is I just have uh, straight off my tall boy. You're saying because you use can of cocoa nutrients. Can of cocoa and can, and of, cocoa can of cocoa nutrients, medium. yeah, that I don't have a huge... Uh, build up. You problem. don't flush one time nope. every during your grow until the end. No man, I pay for that shit. Why am I flushing it out? Yeah. Okay. You don't. And how's there any salt build up? Whatever. You don't see nope. a need for it, so you don't see a need for that. Like, well, if you do, let's say, see a need for it. If heavy sixteen, I don't know. I haven't used it. I know if you're using GH, for example, it'd probably give you some salt build up. You're going to want to flush. That's why they have a flushing product. Using uh, a lot of microbes helps with that as well, though. You're doing a little little bit different when you're loading it up with soil biology. You, yeah. You can't flush that shit out. When you load it up with soil biology, all that all that salty fertilizer, you know, if you do it heavy and right, is ingested by sticky bacteria. And that shit don't wash out no matter what you do. Yeah, and that's, that's a good thing. But if you want to flush because you're using salt-based or chemical nutrients and you feel you need to... First thing that's really handy is a drain or a shop vac, because real deal flushes are work, especially if you have numerous plants or like me, I'm growing in 15 and 20 gallon containers. It takes a while, and you got to get a lot of runoff out. And for me, I just use pH adjusted water. I don't yep. use any coming straight off the tall boy, right? Yeah, well, I got a small boy, but oh, yeah, yeah, pH adjusted, dechlorinated filtered, water, filtered if you water. can. 
Um, I mean, if you can, in some areas that's necessary. We have really, really good quality water here in Colorado. But regardless, pH-adjusted water, if you have a five-gallon container, most popular size, try and run like five gallons through that thing. That's what I would go with. Um, and as far as when we got into the heavy 16 feeding chart, um, this is why it reminded me when I first started growing, definitely I remember Humboldt nutrient feed chart I was looking at and then advanced nutrients feed chart, which made my head explode. And <coughs> you just got to start to learn as a grower, your plant is the, the feed chart, man. You got to look at your plant. And and that, and that now I know newbies and stuff. No it's like, man, they're following recipes, man. I and mean, you, sometimes it works perfect. I, I, if you can follow a recipe and it's working out perfect for you, but as far as deciding what what week, if you if you're going on the feed chart and you're looking at your plant, I say this is week seven. No matter what I'm doing, what it says in week seven, but you can tell that your flowers aren't in week seven yet. That's what I'm saying. You got to get an eye for your plants. Yeah, and, I guess I guess you're right. And man. where they're at. And if your plants do whatever strain you're growing, you know, follow an eight week feed chart with a flowering strain that goes for, you know, eleven weeks. That's not going to work. So you got to learn the learning curves there. I do agree with Mr. Reels' uh, advice in reaching out any of these big companies, man. Um, especially charging premium price for their nutrients. I know when you call like Gen Hydro, they're definitely. Uh, they're definitely helpful. They pick up the phone. You're usually talking, and then if not, somebody gets back to you. And if that nutrient company isn't doing that for you as a grower, then don't use their nutrients. Yeah, like I don't know why you'd use Heavy 16 unless you had, a, you know, a recipe for it where you, you knew somebody that was using it and having success with it that was kind of holding your hand with well, it. Well, there's so many reasons why people use a certain nutrient. Either they're friended, they had success That's what with I'm it saying. once, they got a sample. That's a reason. Well, the, getting a sample, I don't I don't know about that, but having knowing someone else that has had success with it is the best reason to use a nutrient regimen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, because that's your, you know, that's where you're going to go to learn. That's either that, either that, or having great support from the company. If you got a guy in the company that you, that's like, dude, this guy knows his shit. Like Jake from Growmore, you know, if you can get him on the phone, man, you know what I mean. He's a good guy and yeah, he knows and his shit, and he'll give you real specific information. Go back and listen to uh, episode. When was Canaman on? Forty five, I think. Yeah, yeah, previous this is the last episode. one. Yeah. Go listen to Canna, man. Talk about Canna. I mean, we're like I said, we talk about this. Here's the disclaimer: shit on the Dude Grow Show that we use and believe in. Scotty's been using Canna A and B with cocoa for a long time, zero problems, and that's the that's the beauty of it, simplicity. And you could get away with just using the A and B if you wanted, and no other product, and you would still do pretty good in the end. Um, like I said, I'm not against Heavy 16. Uh-huh. I just I don't know much about them. Uh, and if you, yeah. Check Did, out check out that can of stuff if you do want to make a switch, but call them up and make sure they help you. Yeah, and by the way, Canada don't pay me shit, and they don't pay the dude shit. I've just been using the nutrients for years, <laughs> and that's what I know about, so. No, definitely. All right, let's see here. What we got, brother? What do we got? We got Tris. He says, hey there, pilgrim. <laughs> okay, <laughs> question for the show. Uh, yes, sir. I have a ultimate purple I started from seed. Just a few seeds. Threw away the males, no big deal. But the problem, or maybe not, I don't know. But all my girls are in the are in a veg tent with an eighteen six from uh eighteen six light cycle, that is people. Eighteen on, six off, that is your typical vegetative light cycle. Don't do the twenty four bullshit. Um so he's growing veg from four T5 bulbs out of his. He has an eight bulb fixture. He's using half of them, and he says that they have all been in veg for over three months now. And a few weeks ago, it's definitely starting to flower, and now it's still flowering. 
the other strains that he has along with them are doing great and don't flower till he switches tents to his bloom tent. So since I'm fairly new at this, would it not be considered an auto flower? Oh yeah. So he says the seeds he got he the seeds he got were not auto flower seeds. So he says, What do you say, brother? <laughs> I say somebody crossed your F one with a P one, dude. Man. Nah. <laughs> Multiple things, right? I mean, if a plant's been in veg for too long, a root bound, it could be stressed and it could not be happy. When plants stress, they sometimes, I think, feel a need to start to initiate flowering. No? I, I, I don't know. I think he got some autoflower seeds somehow, man. It, that could be that could be a possible. I mean, you know, I was actually talking. There was like, man, I, I don't have the, the product up, but there's like a product that you can spray on the plants. To make the like a oh no that was for feminized seed I'm thinking autoflower sorry man <laughs> I am high uh, no but you know there's a uh, a possibility that he got some autoflowers what you think stress yeah, I mean you're when thinking you have, stress when you're, if you don't know seeds there's a million there's a lot of possibilities you got if you don't absolutely know what they are where they came from all the, the whole nine yards there's sure there's a lot of variables it yeah I mean be, anything rudellus is autoflower. It could be it could be autoflower. I've seen plants in veg show signs of flowering, even getting a little bit of uh, the pistol like the hairs kicking. They never really went to full flower, and it was because they were stressed, they were you know root bound or in a bad environment or whatever. Some plants, I believe, that they when they get really root bound in veg can do that, but it's not that common. So yeah, if you're somewhere where you can get seeds and, and know you know exactly what they are that would help for sure but sometimes it's tough yeah that would be strange but i mean there are a lot of rudellus crosses so could be yeah i mean it don't have to be all extravagant to be an auto throw them in the flowering tent so that's that's what i would do i don't know Uh, if they're autos leave them under 24 man see what comes out now who knows man here's what i would honestly do i throw them the fuck away (laughs) and start with something decent Real estate is valuable in grow tents. That's yeah. for sure, and and in any grow. So it's it, yeah. I don't I don't like growing stuff out without too many with too many unknowns. Well, if they're flowering in veg, then there there's a genetic problem there. It's probably not going to be your winner. Yeah, yeah. unless yeah, who knows, man? And you if got you want to just, play with it, and you got yeah, room, go for it. Exactly right. If you want to have some fun, check out what Mother Nature did. <laughs> did you see what God just did? All right, question number four. Quattro. Quattro. All quattro right, studio. man. This gentleman, new to growing. That said, I'm on my third grow. He just dropped nine Durban poison. See, he knows. And Drop. Pete Moss. Or you think he means Pete? Because uh, Pete Moss and Pete are two different things, no? The fuck do I one's know, One's Moss and one's... Okay, he's talking like Sunshine Mix or whatever. So Pete... Ocean Forest mix. <clears throat> My first two grows were in a three-foot Medicab grow box with CFLs and LED. Interesting. For what I like to smoke, that was way too small. So I got some balls and bought a 600-watt and a 3 by 3 grow tent. Yeah. Love it. But it's all new to me. I came across your show on YouTube, so being a grower, I had to download the podcast. I'm only on episode three, but I learned a hell of a lot on your first show. Sweet. Um... Maybe you answer these questions on later episodes. No, we're going to hit it now, dude. Come on. So he wants to grow two big-ass plants this winter. I've got a white widow from Greenhouse Seeds, one week old. Then after sexing, I've got to put the best Durban pea in there. A little background. It's frowned upon where I live, so my plan was to grow two giant trees, yes, during the winter, and then put put up an, uh, 
put it up until I start to run out. My question is, do I need to, to scrog them? And when should I start to scrog them? He has a seven gallon container. Do I need a bigger one? So, uh, and here's his equipment. He's got the, with the CFL grow, he just put the light as close as possible. With HID lighting, would you recommend the, what would you recommend for the height of the light? He's in a three by three tent. And uh, he said he's heard one week of veg for every gallon of container. And then he says, thanks, brother. Man, people are liking your brother, Mr. Beer. <laughs> All right, so I can answer those questions. Yes, 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 60 inches. All right. Good? Yes, next question. <laughs> I love the fact, yeah, taking advantage, man. Two giant trees, um, for sure. When you know, I, when you got to adhere, adhere to plant count, I like growing plants bigger anyway, man. These Most plants, most genetics will love to grow and just get big. Yeah. Uh, so... What size containers do you recommend? Two trees under 600 watt. More than a seven, man. You think? Yeah, I think you'd be watering a lot if you want to put up drippers and water them twice a day. But is he cocoa? Yeah, I'd go Pete? to 10, ga- 10 gallons at least. Um, he said he's in a 50-50 mix. Uh, okay. That's what he's been doing with Ocean Forest and Pete, which is fine. I mean, I like, yeah, I would go to 10 gallons. 10 gallon is a good size. Yeah, and with the Ocean Force peat mix, it's definitely heavier than what Mister Reels used to in his cocoa. So you'll hold you'll hold some water definitely uh, for watering, and uh, so yeah, two ten gals definitely trellis them out. Uh, some genetics I find, if you know them, I know a few genetics I have that really don't need any help with flower support until like week six. So I don't even mess with them, and then I just like take twisty tie and tie them up to the hoods and ceiling and shit. But if you know it's going to be a stretchy um, strain, something that's good to trellis out, definitely trellis out. I love seeing people that have that perfect, you know, build a 3x3 three three tre- uh, trellis out of, like, PVC. And uh, that gives your spot a lot of uh, flowers, tons of spot to flower out of. Yep. I've seen trellis gardens, too, just yield awesome. And I, I think just because you have so much room for light to hit your flowers. And you make sure that if you make sure that every little square in that 3x3 three three is filled, you're going to have a great harvest, too. So yeah, do a three by three trellis area. What else was he asking? Yeah, I would start grooming them. Pretty much, you always want to start, you know, training the plants while they're young. You know, so as they're growing up, you, you want to cut off anything that looks like it's going to be ridiculously inefficient or you know ineffective. Yeah, pruning is huge. Yeah, for sure. just clean up the bottoms and just have them. You know, hopefully you sprout a. You know, you think about how much room you have there and how many branches you want. You probably want plenty of branches coming off that thing if you're growing a 10-gallon. I know my 10-gallons, I do grow them in octopots, so I think I got a little bit of advantage, but I'm getting you know close to two pounds off these things, man, off each one. Yeah, under some thowies. Under, under some thowies. thowies. But- yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm so he's got a 600, I got a thowie, so I'm getting two L's, he's getting one and a half. You know what I mean? He should be doing... Close, you know, re- he should really be rocking it, yeah. man. He, sh- he could do good with that. Make yeah. sure, like, you, you really what you want is everything in your trellis area. And let's say fl- any flowers that are like six inches or you know, below the get rid of that shit below the trellis. Like, you're concerned about light hitting the top trellis area. And if you put up a trellis and then your plants keep you know, stretching and going. Put up another trellis. Build it out of PVC so you could add a deck if you want because you might need that. Sometimes people put up a trellis and then they're like, shit, I still had, you know, a foot and a half of stretch. So sometimes you got to put up two trellises. I saw Dr. J's greenhouse had, it was layered six trellises. Double trellis. <laughs> so that was pretty sweet, actually. It's like a trellis tier, trellis tier, trellis tier. Very gives a very supportive garden. Nice, man. And you can also, while you're training these things, 
you know, if you bend and crimp them, then you just super cropped it. No big deal. You know, if you actually really break something bad, just put it back to where it was before, tape it up, and you, it'll, it'll heal itself. So my point is be real aggressive with, with your plants. Train the shit out of these things, man. Make them go where you want them to go. If you got a super tall top that's going to be a pain in the ass, well, bend it over sideways and make it a side. You With a super tall top that's way taller than everything else, you can turn that thing sideways and have it start turning all those heads sideways. And you can fill three or four, you know, uh, you know, four by four little holes in the trellis with that thing. Definitely. Uh, as far as one week of veg, he's saying for every gallon of container. I don't think there's a, a, a no. solid. That would be ten Shit, weeks. No, man. Um, I mean, if you're taking a cutting and putting it in a ten gallon container, which I wouldn't recommend, you want right. to graduate up, go from a one gal. Maybe actually, I would if I had a really aggressive root bound one gal. I'll take that into a ten gal. No yeah, problem. Yeah, I'm taking small plants like one gallon size plants, even a little bit smaller. And putting them straight into ten gallon smart pot slash octopots though, so I it's do all feel relevant to how I mean how big you, you you can your light can can grow them. I can I veg for a while and I'm trying to fill up and get my roots set in like a fifteen gallon container. Also during veg, I definitely do one or two toppings to really I slow the plant down. It sets more roots out because I'm trying to grow a lot of roots to get all the herb. I possibly can. Yeah, topping these bitches is nice, man. Really effective. So just make sure you don't, if, you know, one topping I like. Make sure you don't top if you're going to go to flowering within, you know, a week. But, uh, you know, it's it's relevant as far as your veg time. Some people don't barely veg at all. It's like they get a cutting and then it goes to one gal for a week and then flower. Sure. You know, something real small like that. So, but if you're trying to grow big plants, you do want a little bit of a longer, a longer veg time. Yeah, 18 inches is the magic number, you know, for commercially. Well, what? it's so hard to say too. As far, yeah, I like giving it a height, kind of, because as far as veg time, how tuned in is your garden? You know, some plants in a perfect environment, their veg time could be two weeks. Other plants in a shitty, it could be double that easy because they're not going to grow as quickly. So, just watch them, get them to the size that you know. Once you see another length size is a good saying is always plan on it it's at least stretching two feet you know some will stretch almost three as far as once you switch your lights to 12 12 so um yeah plan ahead so you don't get too tall and get your trellis in place and then lastly he was asking about the 600 how high um should he have it so if he's in a three by three grow tent right man, it depends how high his plants are you're gonna fill, wait I mean, a three by three grow tent yeah, Damn, three by three. So that's his. He wants that entire grow, that entire tent filled. With yeah, well, with the six hundred, you could probably put that on the top, right? You know, right up at the tippy top, and yeah, that shit will most be filled up, man. Aren't, aren't taller than six something seven. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you got a three by three area, small man, in that reflective grow tent, I just leave that up high, man. Yeah, use well when your plants are obviously I keep it always like eighteen inches to two feet off of them. Um, some people say, oh, the air cooled. I need to get it closer. Tents are different though, Mr. Real. Like I have never grown in a tent, my friend. If you have an air cooled, if you obviously I'm assuming you have a 600 watt air cooled, I would like the, to plan when you get into flowering there to be, man, at the very 12 inches is like almost too close because yeah, you're not going to get the light spread on three by three. I like, so yeah. I'm going to go with the minimum of 18 inches. Uh, air-cooled hood off your flowering canopy even if it was two feet that wouldn't be horrible man my in flowering some people are like get it right on it man light intensity but 
that messes with the bud. It and does. I got. I have that problem, especially we grow things like that island sweet skunk. Yeah. And, and it will grow close to the lights, and then you know I'll be able to pin it back as much as possible to where it's six, seven inches away from the lights, and it's it's a problem, man. I hope that tent has side access doors as it should, because you're going to need it to to tend to. You want that entire thing to be canopy. So I always like, if you can, you know, I would like a five by five tent with a 600 is what I use. So I could at least work a little bit. Yeah. That's man, what he I was think. Going, he graduated like crazy though. He said he started with a Medicab grow box. So <laughs> right. I wonder where like they sell those the most. I, we have a listener that just bought a bloom box from a BC. What is it? BC something boxes. Right. Uh, BC Northern lights, maybe. But anyway, and it's like five G's and shit, but, I guess I get it. Like, let's say you live in New York and you have no option. You're in this, you know, swank apartment. You've wanted to grow your whole life. Now's your chance. So what else are you going to do? Unless you're real handy and can build your own shit, you know? Right. So, yeah, I see the point. If you, got, you get your tax return back, you got five grand and you put it into a grow box. And they do. I'm never going to buy weed again, man. I, I do. I love how they push. It's actually one item you can buy that you know you're going to get a return on your investment. If that thing runs for a couple of years, it's paid for. Right. So I do like that. Yeah, it's kind of a cool idea. All right. So uh, let's take a break here. Should we bring on, uh, we were hanging out last, uh, I don't know, it was like a week or so ago. We got, one of our listeners came on. We talked about aquaponics. So oh, this guy was cool, man. This is a, a fan listener that came up and met us over at Way to Grow. Really cool guy. Shout out to Jeff, man. What's up? Yeah, let's, uh, let's cut over to that. Take a quick break. Uh, and enjoy aquaponics and herb talk. This guy's a grower as well as, uh, yeah, just kicking the knowledge. I've always been interested in it. I, I do do a little bit. I said myself. He said do-do. I do-do. I do-do. Uh, I do-do a little bit, so I had to put the space in there. It doesn't sound as bad, right? <laughs> uh, as far as, like, in its ultra simplicity, using just, like, the fish water out of my freshwater tanks to water herbs under my t5 lights that's like manual aquaponics yeah and then every <laughs> once in a while i eat a goldfish <laughs> no i mean it, it is absolutely uh amazing to see how this works you know where i'm from down in florida they they do this type of stuff where they put a great you know we have ducks down there so they'll put a grate over the uh, where, where the ducks feed and then the ducks will actually poop there and it goes into the pond where the tilapia eat the, uh, the 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 waste from the ducks or the yeah. al- they actually it's actually the algae that grows from the waste from the ducks and then that water is pumped onto the crops that's similar how i use my my dog droppings in the backyard in my eight week feed schedule for the that's why my herb's so good dude huh <laughs> man i was looking forward to smoking your herb so bad man enjoy guys some good aquaponics talk then we'll be back with what's going on in our grows hell yeah dudegrows.com all right we about to smoke some weed up in here do you like smoking weed Is lit now. Hit that pipe real nice and easy. Take it slow. 
What's up, guys? We're back here, Dude Grow Show, with, uh, I don't know, I don't think it's off-subject, getting into aquaponics. Um, we're seeing it more and more. Have you? I mean, systems, and so we have a guest here that is going to break down some of his systems, and in Colorado, of all that, you know, this isn't Florida, California, other places that aren't, you know, here, that's what deters me, but uh, take it away, Scotty. Who do we got here today? Yeah, man, you know, a lot of times I get approached by really cool, really good growers, man, and I love it, man. One of the first things I say is get your ass on the show, man, and Jeff, you absolutely apply, brother. How you doing? Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, Jeff's a local grower. I met up with him, and he starts showing me his, what he's up to, and I said, damn, man, that it's legit. We're actually on location out here at Way to Grow Up. It sounds a little noisy over at... Uh, yeah, you'll hear a couple Harleys cruising by, people in the background, but, you know, we got to be out in the field getting the good content, man, having the grower sit in wherever it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely, but I told him to get his ass up here and talk to us, and uh, yeah, pretty much everyone that knows this guy, I looked and said, respect, man. This guy knows what the hell he's doing, man. We so. started showing off those pictures there on the the uh, little the, man I'm so old I don't even know what to call it on the iPad doohickey it's, man. A, it's a Samsung though I think <laughs> regardless yeah definitely you know growers hanging out here like damn check that shit out so uh, yeah man so all right what's up with aquaponics man well aquaponics is basically um, you're making a little ecosystem for, for your uh, for your grow and it's basically you're mimicking nature and uh, I know that I know the dude here is uh, big into uh, you know being efficient and outdoor grows and that type of thing and this is this is maybe another step in that direction uh instead of buying newts you're you're uh, creating your nutrients by uh by a, a bacterial process from fish waste. I want to yeah. be able to do like shrimp cocktails though. Can you do like shrimp up in the aquaponic system? I uh, you could if you knew what the <laughs> fuck you were doing. If man. you know what you're doing, you could do shrimp. You start to run into uh, different uh, water temp issues. So what you want to do is find a species of animal that king crab that <laughs> jives. You want to jive with your plants. You can't have 50 degree water making your plants happy all the time necessarily. Sure. Yeah, you were telling me tilapia, guys. That's the the number one fish I see, and you're saying take it away with its adaptability to water temperatures. Yeah, it, you know they they can they can hang anywhere from depending on the the specific species of tilapia anywhere from 55 degrees uh, up close to 100 so so what's their what's their preferred their performance range i mean at 100 they got to be struggling a little they they're they're moving pretty quick at 100 uh, they they like to be right at about 80 degrees okay. 75 80 degrees is sure. their favorite and is what happens favorite. things just speed up just like in in, in growing well, exactly they they want to eat more they're more active right you know you might end up with some extra baby fish in there i was about to ask yeah are they really partying that's what we like our uh, you know bacteria and everything to do in the soil so sure. and under ideal circumstances you, yes you can get them to uh, breed and and you'll have fish you know for the foreseeable future so what are you growing now what do you i've seen you got like what like a thousand gallon and this is like an aquaponic uh i, I mean how's this thing working man i don't even really fully understand well this basically thing. what i'm doing is i have got a, a a big thousand gallon system outdoor um when the winter time rolls around i, I move in indoor to a smaller setup right. for my indoor grow but uh but basically what happens is you've got a big fish tank and the, the fish, you feed your fish, and once your uh, fish are excreting, uh, their, their fish waste is ammonia. Now, That's a that, major, major source in, in fertilizers, I know. Ammonia, ammonium. Yes, and, and really what it is is a precursor to your nitrites and your nitrates. And what happens is it gets converted through a bacterial process 
into nit uh, nitrite first and then into nitrate, which is plant soluble. That's what the plants want. And right. you, you can do a little test uh, of your water. It's a simple, simple test to find out where in the bacteria cycle uh, you are. And that, you know, so, you're so this involves a very active system. Like you're having your fish holding tank, then whatever amount of beds you have down the line, you pump from your fish holding tank out to the beds. The return goes back to another reservoir, which basically this is not running all the time, but you're, you're cycling a lot. It's right? running all the time. Okay. It cycles constantly. Each grow bed cycles uh, every 10 to 15 minutes. I'm using uh, auto siphons and a, and a gravity feed. Um, now, which, do you maintain pH too? I'm just thinking of things that compare this to uh, like just hydro systems or deep water culture. Yes. So do you maintain a constant? Are you trying to be neutral all the time? I, I, I'm trying to shoot for a pH of right around six, seven, six, eight. Depends on what I'm growing. If I'm uh, growing the herbs, I try to get it to drop down a little bit. Uh, the, the favorite pH of the fish is about seven. Okay. So as the fish mature, though, they can handle a wider pH range. So the bigger fish, you can get that pH down a little lower to where where your plants might might uptake the nutrients a little better. Interesting. Yeah, that's like oh, what, what, no, even pH up and down is going to be. You have everything you're using has to be friendly to the fish life. So that's that's correct. Probably different than what we're used to. With it's an, it's not as different as you think. I mean, pH up and down is the same. It's yeah. you're using uh, you know a mild acid or or some sort of calcium not derivative. Using that shit from advanced nutrients, man. You burn your finger off. That's, <laughs> that's not mild. It's like you put a teaspoon in a 55 gal to adjust. Um, and then, uh, yeah, also when I think about that, you have to be limited then. So you're not really, you know, if you want a PK booster per se, you're in prime flowering or whatever, you're kind of limited on how you can really push the plants. Well, you, you are and you aren't. I mean, I've, I've read that uh, certain PK boosters are just fine for the fish. Now, I haven't gone to that step and put any PK booster in my water um, because, you know, once you've added it in, it's in there. Uh, what I've been doing, though, is I've been supplementing with foliar feeding. Nice. nice. Yeah, that definitely yeah, works go. well. Can you top dress? I saw now the beds that you had there, and we'll, we'll, we'll get some of these uh, pictures up for you guys. Was it, it looked like hydrogen filled? Yes, correct. Now, can you top if you wanted to top dress a little bit my favorite thing top dressing guanos and different stuff like <laughs> could you do that on plants in flowering if you had like a bat guano or something so you're not really you're, you are adding it to the system but you're not adding it to your water um or would you have negative reactions when you get into you know animal waste worm castings bad shit chicken you know whatever um you know there, there's some crossover there one of the hidden weapons in aquaponics uh is is worms uh as your bed's grow and develop and age to get a lot of root mass in there and uh you just throw a handful of worms in each bin it helps keep that broken up like right in the hydrogen right in it they go live wow. in there a little bit they will live in there oh, yes. that's awesome yeah that is and you, cool man you get the freshest worm castings there are you want to talk about bacteria man there you go if you're a fisherman now you have another thing you can use what else do worm or worms good for gardening fishing Come on, what's the third one? Anything? How to eat fried worms? I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Have not heard that. Putting in at a while. the bottom of a tequila bottle. There you go. <laughs> hey man, so you growing any herb with with this system or what? I am growing some herb with this system, and so far it's been uh, fantastic. And I know you guys talk a lot about adding fish and kelp to bring out those flavors. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I gotta wonder, 
you know, what is what is the aquaponics doing for flavor? And and so far, so good. I, I can imagine so, man. I want to party with this guy. <laughs> now, is that on, let's go to, like, your indoor system. So that's a smaller system that runs off of a couple fish tanks, or how does I, that work? I've got one bigger tank indoor. Uh, right now, it's, it's about 200 gallons. 200 gallons. So how many, and that's going to be tilapia as well that may be in there? Because I've seen people set up. Just hobby systems, they're still really cool. Just like a couple troughs and, you know, tropical freshwater fish, and it worked fine for their house plants or whatever. But so what will your 200-gallon support as far as the fish in there? I mean, it's not really you're going to be harvesting those. Those are more there for the plants. I keep them for the plants, but they're also for harvest. So okay. I can get uh, some fresh veggies, some some fresh fishes, and a little dessert, all all from one system. How many plants can you support with a 200-gallon tank? Um, wow. I mean, it's relevant to size, of course. And it is. Know, and how many five-gallon? You know, it, it you could really support a lot. Um, with just a 200 gallon stock tank. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's really to come, it, it all comes down to how many gallons are you running and how many pounds of fish do you have per gallon. And that's what dictates how much you can calculate per plant out. Yeah, but mean, uh, this is all so new. Somebody's going to figure out just a straight up formula and just be able to, you know, I'm hoping in the future. Oh, the information's buy, out there. Yeah, I'm hoping just to buy a turnkey, walk in the way to grow and buy yourself a, a ready made high. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, aquaponics kit, you know, and, and go and grow, man. There's a few systems ready, ready turnkey out there. Really, that are actually commercial or not commercial size. Yeah, enough size, enough eat, for home. And, and and honestly, the, the I like to smoke about a pound a day. <laughs> this stuff is not as complicated as it sounds. Once you get a grasp on it, and and uh, you know, I know a lot of you hobby gardeners out there are real creative. You can you can figure out how to incorporate. Uh, these these types of techniques into uh, any kind of growing scenario. Yeah, speaking of creative, man, you really got my ears tingling when you talked about the auto siphon. Ears tingling? Yeah, man, All my right. ears tingled, man, you know, because you know, I'm, I'm always messing with pumps, always messing with feeding, pumps always get clogged, and when you really do think about it, man, there are ways to... Uh, do things with siphons that eliminate the pump or maybe the pump just gets things started and it sounds like you got something with that auto siphon man you might have to do a guest post for us man i'll be more than happy to though if you haven't seen an auto siphon go online and check one out um i'll be happy to provide some pictures it, it's an elegant thing because it's basically I, i've got my grow bed it's just a, a three and a half by four foot grow bed is is what i use outdoor and um that's fed by uh, a, a much bigger tank by gravity, and it's it's constantly filling. And uh, the auto siphon, what it does is it allows the uh, bed to slowly fill up, but when it reaches its a certain tipping point, it quickly drains. Um, and it does that all mechanically. There's no valves. There's no timers. There's no pumps. Um, yeah, it, when we rely on gravity, it never fails us, man. It, you know it, what I'm it, saying? it usually works for me. And, and so uh, it's it's a guaranteed system, and uh, what it does is it, it ultimately it drains down into its own sump, and I use a single pump to pump back up into my grow tank, which is above my grow beds. Sure. And uh, that pump just runs 24-7. Yeah, I mean, as you get better at, at designing your systems and whatnot, you start eliminating a lot of moving parts, a lot of fail points, and what you wind up with is a pretty badass bulletproof system. Yeah, this I got three 20-gallon nursery pots in my indoor grow room. I don't even I don't even have one pump. 
Like, you know, I know it's not realistic for everybody, but yeah. Well, I just, but I mean, what happens if you don't show up to water them biatches, man? I always show up. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why you got there's the good no, shit, There's man. no option there. That's why um, you got the goods. All right. I, I, I came up with a few things. Uh, if we can get into the indoor again, because I know some people are probably curious on uh, trying to pull this off indoors. Obviously, you need, let's say for one person, they're going to run one 600-watt light. Um, what's, like, what's the minimum amount of space they need, like a six by six area an eight by eight room because you got to have room for your i mean the, the main downfall I, say, I shouldn't call it a downfall but inconvenience for some people is water volume with aquaponics certainly to support the fish mainly so what would be a minimal recommended tank size if you're gonna you want to be able to grow enough herb for yourself and maybe your buddy every once in a while that you hang out so with. So we're going to try to mimic a six-pack. You know, we've got the you know you got the uh, six-pack uh, hydroponic systems all the way out there, deep water culture. What's that? Yeah, I think that you could get away with. Uh, Can you do it in a fifty-five gallon? I think you could get away with a fifty-five to a hundred gallon uh, fish tank. Interesting. Yeah, but no you drum. Know, we call you that a drum? No, I don't think so. Do you oh, need you like? Me, no, you could put it in a drum. There's yeah, nothing. Fish, it doesn't need to be clear glass or anything, right? No, and these fish, they're. Um, they're real used to being in uh, tight quarters. They're schooling type fish, so they like to be on top of each other. They like to get real, real I feel cozy. Kind of bad for them. I'd want them to have a window though, dude. They like, like it, okay? <laughs> the doggy likes being in his All little right, cage. All right, so a fifty-five gal and up to what wattage could we could we run a thousand watt light? Let's say like, oh, what's easily. our footprint for plants? Yeah, easily. I would say you know really. Um, you know, your normal footprint's your normal footprint as far as lights and your six pack and, 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 and that's concerned. Uh, all you're doing here is you're adding a, uh, a fish tank. Now, now one feature that's real important is uh, you need an area to grow this bacteria. Now, the outdoor system with the big three and a half by four foot beds creates a lot of uh, uh, aeration through the hy hydrogen. Sure. That, that's where my bacteria grows. If you're using um, more of a six-pack type system, an ebb and flow with uh, electronic timers and whatnot, and you might be feeding three times a day, four times a day, right? that is, might not be enough to maintain the bacteria that you need to, to cycle all the way over to nitrate Sure, and you're ammonia. talking the bacteria is actually on the roots and in the rhizosphere? Is that where the bacteria is it, hanging? It's... It, it grows in the in the hydrogen because of the immense surface area sure. and, and contact with water and air. And yes, it does get on the roots as well. But it, but you need enough bacteria growth to maintain that that nitrogen cycle for the the fish waste. And, and like I said, it's a pretty easy test. Uh, now, you can get from the local fish store to sure. test for that. Now it's it's no lie. Um, Scotty Real told me it's like yeah, you have a grower sitting. This dude's using a recharge up in aquaponics. So. How are you using it? I was kind of curious because I'm not, I'm only familiar. I've been using the product for a couple years, year and a half, but only, you know, indoor, my indoor plants, et cetera. I'm, I've, we have people now coming out of the Old Ork more, more wanting to use it and using it in hydroponics too. And I see this trend coming, but how do you use it in aquaponics? Well, what I've been doing is I've been mixing my recharge up in, in some water and, uh, just pouring it in from the top as well as the top of your beds. Yeah. I just pour it right in at the, at the base of the plant. Um, or sometimes I just add it right to the reservoir and I've noticed it, you know, it, it foams up. I keep an air stone in my reservoir sure. and, and it foams up nicely in there and, and, uh, definitely seems like I'm getting some action out of it and, and you can, you can smell it, uh, growing. It's doing something. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, you know, if you're trying to grow bacteria, man, I got 100% confidence in recharge, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it's de- people get to know the difference. You got to have that good, that good earthy smell. Anytime you smell anything like bad growing with bacteria, oh, that's yeah. when your nose will tell you if it's go- if you got some good shit going on or bad yeah, shit. If it smells like the bathroom, man, <laughs> so ain't no good. If I set up my 55 gal, I'm gonna have how many tilapia in there? You think? Uh, I I go for maybe uh, a dozen. And then depends on how big they are, of course. I will uh, run whatever 600 to 1,000 watt light. I'm gonna pretty much throw any uh, nutrient cycle or whatever out the door. That's I mean I'm not the, the idea I guess with aquaponics is it's kind of like a one part nutrient. Like the plant's getting pretty much everything it needs to to have decent growth throughout its entire cycle. So I'm assuming, of course, if you were to say, somebody's like, dude, I just want to yield this much, I don't care, you're like, dude, then go over to your synthetic chemical newts, whatever. As with everything, every different system, there's got to be a little bit of a yield issue, maybe, not issue, but less with aquaponics because you're not doing like what I would do, which would be a heavy guano at the right time for, for prime bloom, per se. So, I mean, I'm sure there's quality, no quality issue. I think the quality is probably fabulous. Well, I'm still experimenting myself. Um, you know, I've I'm, I'm been pretty happy with my yields. But you Are know. you getting two plus uh, pounds of tilapia per light? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I'd say I'm getting way more tilapia per light. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that, I guess, also the flush. I would think if you truly want to flush these out, you're probably going to need to switch your bed over to, like, a freshwater tank Correct. for the end. Correct. Because otherwise it's just going to keep getting everything, all those, you know, nutrition from the tilapia waste yeah now my latest indoor that i'm getting ready to go for i've set up my system so that i'll be using my aquaponic fish tank for my veg cycle but then i'm going to be switching over to uh, a regular 55 gallon drum separate for my uh bloom cycle and then i'll I'll go to dialing my own newts in for bloom it sounds affordable like i mean then you're not really going to buy any veg newts at all zero well drum uh how much what size uh like a four by four tray like that's the most popular one filled with hydrogen for you can use that i mean there are ways to make it work with these six pack systems and 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 whatnot if you were going to just straight up use one of those i would like that big bed though because like everything's together yeah especially we're growing bacteria yeah everything's nice that certainly that certainly makes it easy to grow the bacteria if you're going to use the buckets i would say turn up your your watering cycle way beyond what you would think you need it's always done. You Anytime know. I was running any of those six packs, 12 packs, whatever, my sure. pump would be cycling the whole system every, like with a 15-minute timer and drippers. Yeah, I stand like, leaving them stagnant. That's why I like those drip rings, you know? Yeah, and that's really going to get your bacteria growing. Now, one thing that... that I'll- All right, hold up. we got a big old diesel backing <laughs> up, guys. So we'll, we'll, we'll let uh, Silverado man here come in with this turbo diesel. That's a Silverado lady right there, man. I said we are on location. All right, bust a rhyme real quick, Scott. What you got? (laughs) Come on. On point. Are you working on a new song for the show? Oh, yeah, you know it, man. What's it going to be called? You know that song your brother gave you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Real real Talk was the first one? That that was was Weed Talk, man. Weed Talk. Okay, right on. (laughs) All right. All right, back to it, back to it. Aquaponics. Uh, one, one thing that, you know, the, the fish do provide the majority of nutrients for your plants. Uh, a couple key ingredients that you want to keep an eye on is uh, iron. Um, there's a few different iron supplements out there. The fish don't create iron or secrete iron for your plants. So that's like for me, I'm automatically going to add a little in. 
I'm going to just, yeah, put a little iron in there because if I think it might be an issue, that's kind of like CalMag, you know. It's like I'm always supplementing a little. Sure. But um, otherwise, uh, yeah. Is there an overall? So iron, what else? Iron's the main one. And, and uh, if you want to get into silicas, um, I would recommend you, you add silica in there and just keep an eye on your pH. Yeah. Cool. Nice, man. Yeah. I like that. Silica and iron, not much, and then yeah, all through veg. Switch just—you don't even have to switch anything with your plants. You're just switching them to another tank, and if you get everything cycling, hopefully you got another veg ready for your tilapia to hang out. Your tilapia can come. How long do they take to like? You said about a year. They take about a year to get up to full, uh, full size. And uh, it doesn't matter indoors or out. Not at all. Cool. Not at all. It's good to hear. Good to hear. I want to get some. That's like the freshest tilapia. I'd have trouble killing them, though, because I'd have them, like, named. Ah, little pets, man. <laughs> Full-on little pets, dude. I'll eat, Hanging out. I eat the piss out of that tilapia, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I do like it. Like I said, here in uh, here in Colorado, when I go to the Whole Foods, it's got the tilapias grown here. So it's like. Sure. It's, sure. I would, it now, I would never thought. I dig it, man. Well. Guys, keep us informed, man. I absolutely want to see how, you, how you, your shit turns out in the end, man. I mean, it's a great resource of nitrogen. It's a great way to grow your bacteria, too, man. Oh, it's it's great all around. And like I said, I mean, uh, dude talks about sustainability and not running these big heavy lights outside. This just takes it another step, and you're creating your own nutrients. If you want to get real tricky, these tilapia, they're omnivores. So you can actually grow your own tilapia food in the system. Interesting. Okay. What, what are they going to eat? Uh, typically, they eat uh, uh, an algae called duckweed, and you can grow oh, that I, real easy. Yeah, dude, duckweed grows like crazy. It's real easy it's to in grow. It's my crawl dad tank at home, Boss Crawl. He's nice. got some duckweed on top for shade. Nice. You <laughs> doing any foliar seaweed at all? Uh, I've been adding a little bit of kelp foliar. I think, yeah, I think that would, I'm, I'm in the middle of my seaweed book right now, man. And holy for the third shit. time. For the third time. He's always learning. <laughs> I revisit it, okay? I pretend I'm reading hey, it. Hey, that's not bad. You can read a good book three times. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've got it all highlighted now, so now it's easy to read. But, man, it's talking about just even the foliar kelp, man, will actually extract more, more nutrients out of the soil. Like, literally just send signals to pull nutrients out of the soil. It's really cool. Very interesting. So I'd be curious what it does with... Uh, you know, in, in your system. Yeah, definitely. I think the next phase of the game is I want to get a microscope so I can start checking out the different types of bacteria and, and yeah. see what's actually in my, my living soil. Absolutely. I'll hook you up, brother. I got one, man. Right on. Hey, you know what? Actually, before you go, man, you got a hold of some testing equipment, right? We were hanging out. We maybe uh, uh, we, we may or may not have smoked a, a little or done a little dabbing last night, man. Now, you've got some equipment to clean up, to test your... Uh, how clean your shit is, huh? Yeah, I picked up uh, uh, an old fluorometer uh, from the university, and uh, it's uh, it's something I'm, I'm playing around with. Um, I know that you can test for different THC levels, Delta-8, Delta-9, cannabinoids. Um, so I'm, I'm looking into getting that thing. It might not be the, the latest, most cutting-edge equipment for this, you know, geared specifically for this type of uh, stuff, but it is made... To to test for the what these you things. can't pick up a mass spectrometer dude hook it up they're, they're a little pricey <laughs> but this is this is uh similar this is a similar piece of equipment um one of the things i'm really looking forward to doing is testing uh different dabs and waxes and extracts to to see and 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 make sure that the different solvents have left the building they have were. I'm, I'm not dude, there's gonna be some guys out there that have but yeah i'm still i'm not anti but it's not for the dude one good split, I hear you, man. man. There's something about that. 
Yeah, but it's going to be cool to kind of see what's really going on. Everybody swears their shit is clean. It'd be nice to know. Yeah, Jeff over here Hell is going to yeah. have some some numbers, man. He's going to get to the facts. Empirical data. Yeah, man. Uh, so. What are we missing, dude? Gross show on aquaponics. Anything? I don't know, man. I mean, we definitely didn't cover the whole the whole realm, but I mean, yeah, no, that was but you a know good, what? I guess got me really interested. Yeah, it got me interested, and in, like I'm playing with my octopods now. Okay, I've had them for a couple of years. I'm starting to get bored. It's just it, I got it down, man. I can grow with them and, and not have to worry about it. So I'm looking for something different to do. This is my hobby. So to do something where we get fish, we get some veggies, we get some weed. If you add pretty any, goddamn good to me, man. Sounds like to quote Charlie Sheen. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> if you add any more humidity to your room, Scotty, your HVAC tech is going to kill you. No, I'm <laughs> going. Yeah, man. I'll just take some plants that'll suck it all down, man. That, that's another conversation, though. This I just I just talked with him the other day. So yeah, yeah. So that's why Scotty's room is always fun because I mean everybody's room should be. You're always tweaking, man. You checking parameters, doing this, keeping it interesting. Don't ever get bored in the indoor garden. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Jeff, thanks for uh, reaching out to us, man, and coming and teaching us a little bit about aquaponics, amigo. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I love listening to the show. Definitely want to support you guys, and I think you're doing a, a, a real important piece out there for, for all the growers and, and putting down some grow knowledge for for newbies uh, all the way to experienced people. I think it's real awesome. important. Yeah, we got an email from New Zealand this morning. It's like, I'm not going to put out episode 44 until uh, you, you, know, you tell me where I'm staying out there. What crazy shit are we going to do? <laughs> New Zealand. Yeah, that's like the place, Action-orientated, baby. It's a bunch of crazy folks out Getting there, some man. of that In a good way. down under. Yeah, hopefully, all right, guys, next, 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 hopefully we'll come back here and dude will have a, a test report on uh, a review on aquaponically grown herb. Sounds good to me. Yeah, just give me his time, man. Just give me a little bit of time. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Dude, grow show. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks for having me. Do I know your friend OG Kim Dog? Who? What? Oh, man. You know we were about to sit up in here and smoke some weed and talk to y'all about growing trees and smoking dank. We talk. See, I'm trying to establish with you about growing right. Because your buds are way too small. Don't taste like nothing at all. We talk. Just because you nuke some little bug crawling on the branch Just chilling in the grow While you was downstairs working in Tell me, yo Were they aphids or just ants? We talk And were they messing up your plants? Whoa We talk Remember when you met Soma at the cup And you were smoking and dabbing and kicking it yeah, you have the permagreen, we talk, yeah So just sit back and listen to the show And let the knowledge flow And let the dude and Scotty real bust some weed talk, yeah Alright, we're back with what is going on in our grows Not to be confused with what's growing on No, there are different things, man so what do you got? What do you got going on in your grow, man? What I got going on in my grow is uh, trying some new strains, man. I actually, when I was at the cannabis cup, I met uh, Ken from uh, Big Daddy Perp, or, or I'm Big Daddy Perp, GDP, Granddaddy Perp, 
and he gave me a few of his seeds, man. And I'm uh, just got some room in the garden where everything's down now. I'm kind of in this uh, cleaning period right now, the resting period of the garden I got going. Even in a perpetual, every now and again, you got to take a rest, you know. But I'm looking at Bay 11, which is, you know, these are a couple of his OG, you know, his OG crosses. I've got Bay 11. I've got Ken's Grand OG. And I've got Candyland version 2.0. Are the, any of these feminized? Uh, no, they're not. They're not. So I'll have to, to, to do my work with them. But the Candyland, I'm definitely popping. Because I've seen Candyland in uh, in California before. Just the, the straight Candyland, the first one. And it was fucking amazing. It just looks super cool. And it's just this hard-nug outer space bud man weren't you telling me that Candyland is like yeah really top shelf but not not as high yielding as a sac i don't want to call it the sacrifice but yeah that's what i heard and that's when that's what i said to ken and that's when he handed me version 2.0 and said what kind of weed is this motherfucker so i'm pretty excited to try that and i was just curious if anybody had had, uh has any experience i bet coast Mesa steve knows about these with the bay 11 or the ken's grand og yeah, you just got to, like you said, give it a go, take your cuts, keep everything marked. That's one thing that kind of turns me off, I don't know, a little. I guess I'll, I'll say thanks to the people that do do that work because it's definitely important. But depending on your limitations with plant count and other things, sometimes you just, you know, you got to get your yield for your, your personal use, and it's hard to take plant. I mean, I guess maybe if there's males, how about that? If you have a male plant, can it not be included in your plant count? yeah right subsection 1a under amendment 64 that's what i'm talking about when people that don't know anything about marijuana start making laws get ready for some bullshit yeah but otherwise that's that's sweet i don't know i don't know what you would go with either i would just try a few at a time one thing i do see with people popping seeds is overwhelming themselves sometimes because don't forget these little bitty seeds turn into big plants so make sure you get the room for them the light for them and all that jazz yeah that's why people were handing me these seeds at the cannabis cup and i was like dude this is like a six month investment of my life you know i know i got i got a hook up on some seeds the other day and that's what i I said before but i'm like sweet i got some feminized seeds i'm just gonna pop one and uh you know let it grow out and the guy's like no no see Uh -uh, you gotta help us figure this out you know if you're taking this popping seed take a cut let us know which phenotype's good and all that. I'm like, all right, I'm not a breeder, but I can do a little work. Even doing one at a time is doing some work for them, you know? So I'll get it figured out. I'll get it figured out. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, I did actually pop. I'll take, is that all you got you got going on in your grow? That is all, sir. Hey, dude, what's going on in your grow, man? All kinds of good stuff. All, mainly the most exciting thing, uh, the VK, Vanilla Kush, that you gave me is in a candy cane pot. Uh, candy people cane striped that. pot. People love that it's like fucking little plant, half, gal, half gal candy cane pot. But uh, uh, I've been starting to document it, and hopefully the dude can can stick with this. Every time I'm either feeding it, touching it, tending to it, I figure instead of trying to document my whole grow, which is a hell of a lot of time consuming job, I'm going to document the life, a day in the life of the vanilla Kush. So tell people why I'm using things, what I'm using, the array of products I'm using. I plan to take it to a, uh, I think I'm going to take it into a 15-gallon container under a, man, maybe a 20. If I do it under the 1,000, I should, one this one plan under the 1,000, I should do a 20, I think. Man, I've done 15 and 30-gallon smart pots before, and I've yielded over, I think, like two and a half pounds off a single plant. 
in, in a 30 gallon smart pot well i'm going to use uh since for probably the 20th time my array of nursery pots that you just use over and over and over again not to talk shit on smart pots but i just yeah they're not for me i'll say i like the nursery pots um because i feel like i water too much with smart pots but like they smart are smart pots. But I, I use drippers, man. So, you know, yeah, drippers right, and fancy, auto irrigation, all that shit. Fancy, fancy, fancy Mr. Real. Fancy hey, pants know, grower. What I loved about uh, uh, the Octopot, Chris, Chris from Octopot, was he said, get your best man off the hose. And that's fucking true, man. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, you know, there's something to be said about not worrying about pumps and irrigation and all that. I water in my mix once. It's good for three days. No worries. But it's, uh, it's a give and a take. A yin and a yang argument. What else is going on in my grow? Okay, so the vanilla Kush, I'm excited for. It'll be cool to see what. Uh, are, are you going to have any going? You kept the genetics. Oh yeah, definitely, man. People, all my friends love that vanilla Kush, man. Uh, I want. I'm excited to see what I can do with it. So that that being said, uh, it's kind of in my nursery area now. I cleaned out the starting to clean out the bedroom, which has an eight bulb T5. Until I can get uh, the hookup on that Gavita Plasma. I'd love to have that in my bedroom. Um, but for now, 8-bulb T5. And uh, the bulbs need to be changed. So I hear there are some Hortilux, new Hortilux T5 high-output bulbs coming. Yeah. That the rep said, like, all I can tell you is, like, they're definitely different than anything out there. And they're more, way more specific for, for the plant you know plant growth than what you're seeing like he was almost calling the current t5s like you know shop lighting so that'll be cool to run in the uh, eight bulb t5 because i still do love t5 lighting it just kicks ass um and so yeah get in the bedroom clean i'm gonna throw up my in the bedroom i'm gonna throw up a uh what's the name of the bag exhale bag you know those mushroom compost bags for sure CO2. yeah because it's a sealed room it's not that big it's like a walk-in closet and it brings my ppms up to about 700 something uh, on its own versus being just at the ambient level so i like that you just set it right on top your set it right on top of my t5 hood and then i'm gonna have to kick on the humidifier because it's really freaking dry here in colorado in the winter time and uh, keep the humidity up like at 60 in the bedroom right and then that plant's gonna say damn i am taking off so that's the uh difference i was talking about earlier with veg time and you know in that environment plant rocks like definitely loves everything about life it's like like i say it's like us hanging out hanging out at the beach with the with the pints you know if you're that if you're that kind of dude <laughs> you know you just take off uh and then, is that what is that what's good for you man yeah. drinking at the beach makes you take off there you go yes yeah, i start man. growing i grow like a weed um <clears throat> what else do i got i popped the seed uh such as your seed talk i threw in a citrix from DNA Genetics, um, actually, I should say that officially. Sorry, guys, I was corrected before in the show. It's from Reserva Privada, Colorado. Uh, that's the breeder of the Citrix Feminized Seed. And last time I popped them, I did two, and they're both they're almost equal, like as far as the phenotypes. Like so, this time I just popped one, and then I'm gonna pop. Um, I'm getting a cut of ISS back, and then I'm probably in like. 10 days, two weeks, I'm going to pop another seed. So I really want to space out my garden. Well, what'd you do with that super island, man? I never got a super island. No? No. Ah. Yeah, I'll have to get I mean, that would be good, too. Herbal um, specialist way yet. 
So it's going to be, I'm not like planning a certain schedule. I just like to roll with it as it goes, but uh, I want everything to be a little spaced out. It seems to be not so overwhelming at harvest time. Although I still debate it in my head, man. There's freaking downfalls of having everything a little bit because when everything's on the same schedule with flowering, I can really cool it off towards the end for all the plants. I can mimic fall. You know, I can dry them out really hard and do a lot of the same stuff to the entire bloom room. But when, you know, one plant's getting ready to be finished and then one's a month behind, you can't do that shit. Really, it'll slow down and screw up the other plants. But True. Regardless, I am getting pumped up the indoor. I always used to, I, I still like, you know, snowboarding season is coming up. And, when you, have, you know, coming back to a nice warm, like you'll be getting your lap, a real cold day, man. Like my feet are frozen everything. It's like, dude, I got to go home and work on my garden, man. And then when you're like, wait a minute. That's going to be fun. Yeah, man. It's all warm in there. I got to wear sunglasses. <laughs> it's humid and like it's like therapy after after a day on the mountain. I love it. Yeah. So, that's mainly it. What's going on the outdoors about all wrapped up here in Colorado. We still have not had a hard hard frost. Um, so there are definitely still people kicking it. Uh this year I learned I am not going to be growing in the location where I am growing next year as far as I, I really just lose the sun. It keeps setting and setting further further south. Until, is that right? South? Yeah. Until the winter solstice, which is in December. Whoa. Um, 21, I believe. No? Absolutely, or was that the dude. world when the world ended? <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not sure about that. Um I'm really debating, man, if I could get the, the, the funds up for the real deal greenhouse on this uh, other other side of my residence where it's attached to the house like a foundation with the uh, the water heating and the fountain. Like complete control, you know? Right. I don't think it'll be blackout because that shit adds, like, to do a true blackout on a custom greenhouse, man, super expensive. Adds a lot of mechanics and... So it'll I don't just think it's super expensive, man. I bet you could do it with, the, you know, maybe a garage door opener or something. Well, if I can get one, you know, badass crop out of it and then still have my indoor for the other crop, I'm fine with that because that just keeps me sharp in all areas. Right. You know, I still, I love it when the indoor shut down because I have working outdoor a lot in the outdoor garden. But then when the indoor fires back up, it's just, yeah, learning all disciplines is what I like on it. But, yeah, the greenhouse would just be dope. Because this the time of the season that you're – you like that? The greenhouse would be dope. <laughs> the time of the year, you're not um, you're not using it for herb. You could use it for all kinds of other shit, too, anyway. Food, leafy greens, whatever. Set up a little NFT for salad mixes. So, I think it would be fun. All in good fun, the gardening. Yeah. Free therapy, people. Grow some lettuce underneath, man. Grow a plant. And I do love – you've heard Scotty say it and other people – if you can't grow herb and you want to get ready to grow herb where you live, you want to get ready to know what, what you can do in your skills, start get your setup. Start buying your setup now and start growing. Grow something. Some peppers in a tent. Grow some tomatoes. It'll really help get your, your green thumb on for when you do get your chance to grow some herb. Because uh, by all means, if I have any say, my feeling is that in every state will be able to at least grow some plants. So. Keep your eye on your state politics if you can. If these laws are being enacted, make sure they let you grow your own. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be grow- Don't be voting for no legalization laws without home grows in it. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. They repealed, uh, I think that's why Cali was waiting too. Like Some states, just like Florida, you'll find people that uh, 
don't want what's going on because it's not written right. And they're telling even people that are advocates in the industry for Herb are saying, do not vote for this. You know? Right. Correct. Because they're like, this is not written right. So screw that. Yeah. Some of these laws are, or some of these laws that are coming in are just uh, a, a super highway for big business to come on in and just squeeze everybody out. Yep. I agree with that. But man, there's always going to be room that kind of sewer and you're not going to get that i mean we see it all the time here in colorado i mean you go not every dispensary there's definitely dispensaries that have the uh the crypto man but uh that would be florida for kind bud uh but yeah there's 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 a few but there's some that just you know put shame in it it's like come get this you know 100 and whatever 40 dollar 120 dollar oh wait 99 dollars man ounce Man, and I'm afraid about what that Eagle 20 up in there and whatever <laughs> else might be going on. Regardless, probably just little bottom buds, man. That's why we're here, guys. We want you to grow your own. Get a little entertainment, news, and culture in the Dude Grow Show. I think we're about ready to put it in the bag. Yeah, man. Hey, show some love over at DudeGrows.com, man. Come on. Yeah, check it out, guys. Simple site. Uh, that's the way we want it. And it's we're gonna, gonna be Yeah, we're going to actually just be consolidating our efforts man so everything that we do all our videos uh we want you to listen over at dudegrows.com you know we're no no more uh go to 420 grow lab and dude grows and spreaker just fucking go to do uh to four <laughs> jesus i can't yeah, remember listen to you to dudegrows.com yeah you'll be able to check up. it out there'll be a new show on there it'll be called a day in the life of the vanilla kush fuck yeah man i want to watch that man. take it easy guys we'll be back episode 46 is in the bag all right. Je